Before the podcast, here's a word from our sponsor. As the year ends, the holiday season is upon us. For many of us, that means family and travel. While some people look forward to spending time with their families, for others, this can manifest a lot of stress and pressure. From what I saw in prison, Christmas can often be the most stressful time of the year. Depression, suicide, anxiety were at all-time highs. With Talkspace, it is so easy to be matched with a licensed therapist or to schedule a session. Talkspace is ready to start making you feel better with a single message. Set goals with your Talkspace therapist and develop techniques to cope in difficult times. Talkspace offers individual therapy, couples therapy and medication prescription services. Talkspace is the number one online therapy platform. There are thousands of licensed therapists available for you to match with across dozens of specialties, including anxiety, depression, relationships and more. Talkspace works around your schedule at your convenience with live video sessions and unlimited messages with your dedicated therapist. If you need a little support to help you through the end of the year, or want to start building towards a better upcoming year, Talkspace is here to help. Match with a licensed therapist when you go to Talkspace.com and get $100 off your first month with the promo code SHAUN, S-H-A-U-N. That's $100 off when you use promo code SHAUN at Talkspace.com. We were, we were pissing ourselves into in the it sky. It was so funny, though. It wasn't. And the comments like failed to laughing. Oh, people are gonna hate, gonna hate. Miserable bastards. Honestly, because we have fun in here, and especially sometimes when I'm nervous. Well, someone puts this is not professional journalism. <laughs> oh fuck it! Did you see that one before I deleted it? <laughs> I love the comments on there about does Jen squirt? We should have left that one on there, man. <laughs> 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 and on that note, we are back. Part two. Alex Reed. <laughs> there's, there's, there's a hell of a story because a shitload has happened since part one. And I just want to give a huge thank you to Jamie Boyle for coordinating a lot of the stuff we do with Alex. Jamie Boyle has got his own YouTube channel, Warcry Publishing, and he's doing a lot with Paul Venice right now, so huge shout-out to Paul Venice. Shout-out to Jen with her organic cotton clothing company. All the links will be in the description box below this video. And all of Alex's will be in the description box. We are working on his YouTube channel right now. Check it out. Check his content out. Link will be right down there, as well as all of his other socials. This channel began as a prison channel <laughs> and hey ho since part one alex has been in prison but first off massive congratulations on little pixie anastasia pixie reed yes she's absolutely fabulous thank you yeah i mean you must seven years in the making your heart must be just swelling with love absolutely it's beautiful family i'm a little bit tired um <laughs> obviously she's 11 weeks old Person. Yeah. 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 Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Hey, y'all. Do you really think so? 
You sure? message i don't know when this actually goes out but she's 11 weeks old as we as we're filming this and there's lots of pooey nappy sleepless nights milk and i'm like but i look at her and i'm like oh it's just i just melt she's we we created something so beautiful Fabulous. thank you i think we talked about the meaning of life last time we may get into the more philosophical stuff later on but how the hell did you end up in prison in the uk Whew. You know, it's funny. Be, be very careful what you wish for. I always thought it. I, <laughs> you were asking me, Sean Wattens, um, if, you know, what's the food like? Do you, do you drop the soap in the shower? Do you hold on very tightly? <laughs> Talking about the soap in the shower, I was very disappointed. I kept dropping the soap, get soap in my nothing. Nothing. <laughs> and, and let's just get this straight right. It's not fake laughter, folks. Let's just get this straight right. And now we comments. Uh, my missus will be going, you can't talk anymore about that gay stuff. I'm like, come on. Oh, geez, woman, relax. But like, I mean, I was, um, uh, I got a lovely lady who I love very dearly. Uh, but in, in in prison, there was none of that funny business. Yeah. And it, I mean, I wasn't scared about that. But I mean, you do you do think about that sort of stuff. Is that going to happen? You know, what about the people who are you know have lovely ladies and it's called they just become gay for the stay, gay gay for the stay. <laughs> yeah, um, I didn't see that. Um, it's i'm sure it does go on i mean i didn't i wasn't with any lifers so what prison were you in i was in the ville pentaville pentaville yes. okay so why was i there yes so beginning well <laughs> i was a naughty boy not that naughty but still i did something wrong um i'll tell you what it was i um had a car accident i generally believe it wasn't my fault um a bit like someone else we know yeah, it wasn't my fault. Um, and if I'd just gone along with it, I said to my mate, what do you reckon there? Um, I reckon that's going to be 50-50. Nah, nah, nah. I'm your witness. Mm, you can't be my witness. You're my mate. You know, I'm like, really? Stop being an idiot. Shut up. I've done it loads of times. No, nah, no, nah, I just can't do it. Read, even Nicola, my, my lovely lady, she was going mad. No, you can't do that. And uh, this guy said, shut up, Nicola. It's fine. And so I went against my gut and Nicola's gut and I'm like, all right, okay, someone's got my best interests at heart. Um, well, I, and I thought, hmm, sort of felt a bit bad about this. Didn't feel terrible because I generally didn't feel it was my fault. And I'm, but still should have listened to that because ultimately, um, I'm in court and I know that since we've filmed this, there's been a show gone out on BBC called Time with, um, Sean Bean. I'm in court. I paid a bit of money, quite a bit of money for lawyers to sort me out. And um, it, I basically was told I paid to go to prison. Um, I'm in the back of the van and I'm watching this uh, two, three weeks after I came out. I'm watching this show on BBC One called Time with Sean Bean. And he's, he's just been sent down in the back of the van. And it was just like that. If anyone watches that, you're surreal. Everything was spinning going on is this this is real it's just i don't know if you've ever had happy gas when you're in a dentist chair 
I'm like, you're not quite here. You know, but I know you've, we've, you've partaked in all sorts of interesting substances. Yeah. Smoke the wacky backy. You're it, literally, you, your head is spinning. Where am I going? Oh my God. This isn't part of the plan. I am not going to treat you like a celebrity. But she did. That's the judge. She treated me like a celebrity. She made an example of me. I don't have a criminal record. I wasn't criminally charged. I was made an example of. And in fact, they, the press and media, um, they did something very irresponsible. They, they reported on it quite extensively. And I got into prison. This is when I'm in prison. I'm, I talk about it in more detail, but everybody knew where I was straight away because it was all in the papers. Did that work for or against you? Against. Severely against. Severely against. I mean, this, I fast forwarded. I've missed loads out, but yeah, go back. Let's go back. Yeah, got, mm, yeah, yeah I mean, it, it worked really against me. Yeah, but yeah, we go back. Yeah, so yeah, it's it's there's so much. Even now, thinking about that, going into that emotion, that feeling, it's horrible. It's like scary, very scary. I, I mean, you, you tell, you tell me. I was going across the desert. I, I, actually, the SWAT team had come. Did you ever think that you were going to end up in prison? I'd quit the importation of the XC a year before I got caught. Fell in love with a woman. She taught me out of it. Thought we were going to live happily ever after. Got away with it. SWAT team comes, May 16th, 2002. Once they hoist me up by the cuffs, I start yelling at my missus, I'm exercising my right to remain silent. I'm exercising my right to remain silent. I'm exercising my right to... And then the detective just grabs me, like throws me down the stairs. I'm still yelling it. Then they put me in this cop car and this is the journey now. It's like, spinning? It's like, yeah, head spinning. Is this Adrenaline real? spiking. Cop is um, redneck, aviator glasses, chewing tobacco, 98k UPD hard rock on the radio, driving across the desert landscape. It was like something out of that movie, Electric Glide in Blue. And I was thinking, oh, this, this is the time, the, the price now to pay for all of my sins, even though I'd quit. Oh, I, I had to pay the price and accept my karma cheerfully. <laughs> <laughs> but you were like, shit I was like let me out of here I want to go home back did to you, witness did you, think, did you think that was going to happen no I thought I got away with it what about you lovely Jen or is it Jennifer whichever you wish oh. today oh oh <laughs> darling have you ever been arrested have you, been, have, you, have, you, have you been a naughty girl oh yeah are you a bad girl mm. <laughs> very much so oh my goodness how many times have you been arrested 11 what yes stupid what? stupid things it's nothing you're right Joe no, never been I, to prison no. you've never been to prison no no, no. closer to her sorry Ooh, there we go hello. Joe wants the microphone 11 times yes um, did you do the cop car ride like Alex described oh, first I was time? Chucked in the back of a van in my underwear, wasn't I? Remember the story on my what sort uh, of so, underwear? Oh no! So we went out, um, a group of us in Bristol, dressed as vicars and hives when I was twenty-one. It was my twenty-first oh. birthday, and a guy um, approached my cousin out of a kebab shop. Um, he was very irate, chucked her food for no apparent reason. So I picked up my stiletto around the head and Ooh. as I did that did it go into his head no a police on a horse just came past at that right time oh, yeah I was in the back of the van <laughs> and they, they did give me some nice clothing when I was there because yeah being in your underwear you know rested is it's not not fun <laughs> not a fantasy 
but yeah yeah not one of my proudest moments but happy 21st oh yeah oh yeah what did you say to mum and dad Oh, I didn't think I told him. No, I oh. kept it, kept that one on. Did you have work. a nice night last night, dear? Yeah. <laughs> 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 I remember being sat outside the police station, though, in the clothing they provided, which is like a jogging. What were you wearing? Like stockings and oh just, yeah, the whole but none stuff. Whole, not I didn't do the nun, the vicar, should I oh. say? I did the prostitute. <laughs> um, <laughs> Vickers and Holes, did you say? You got any pictures? Vickers and Holes. Yeah, it was an eventful evening. Um, But they they didn't realise I had my phone on me in the back of the car, did they? Oh, So I was like ringing everyone up saying, oh, yeah. I've been arrested. Yeah. Come find me. Come help me. Yes. It's it's slightly different when I'm in the holding cell to be processed. I'm in a smart suit. Um, So you come into, I come into Penteville. Like uh, from the high court, because there wasn't a little court. They, that's why they want to make an example of me. Um, and uh, you go into the the prison, and you go into a holding cell, and I'm like, there's there's one other guy in there already, and he's he, a uh, black dude built like a brick, you know, look giving it like proper poker face. I'm like, okay, okay, I'm a, I'm an ex fighter. I know about poker faces. Is he just putting it on? I thought, I'm just going to be relaxed. Okay, I'm not, I'm not going to say hello because he had that aura. Don't fuck with me. I'm like, okay, okay. I said, hey. I actually said hi, but he just ignored me. Then this this little guy come in, scrawny little thing, must have been about 10 stone wet, with a massive, what I can only call it like a vagina. <laughs> here. Sorry. It was gaping with oozing, all oh, sorts yeah. of stuff. But red stuff, blood. What vaginas are you seeing? Well, it's it was it was an axe wound. <laughs> it was actually a machete. I said, "Whoa, this isn't real." <laughs> then another guy comes in who ended up being my cellmate in the end. Uh, he was like, "It's all right, mate." And he here again. I I said, "All right," just so I could see he needed some compassion. He was scared, and I thought, "Okay," it, he was worried. You know, just calming down we're all right we're in here together sort of thing again it's quiet again everyone's peacocking you know i'm bloody tough don't mess with me and then but the, the guy with the uh the, the, the axe wound the machete <laughs> wound he was going oh fucking let me out i want my dinner come on can't you process me faster what happened to you mate oh um i just ran raid a couple of cop cars really i was only in here last week he, he, he didn't know anything else he was institutionalized all he wanted was food. I said, what about that? Oh, someone hit me over there with machete. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So that was that. And um, I ended up, uh, you're getting processed. They're talking to you, trying to suss you out. Um, and the uh, the prison staff, they said, is there anyone that you already take a, you know, you might think you'd get on with? I said, well, there was one one young lad in there and he looked all right. He, he looked a bit nervous and looked sensible. I'd, I'd share with him. So they put us together and yeah, but the the problem was the, this. I come back in and he he this in, this young lad I'd said, are you all right? He said, look, I'm sorry, I was a bit nervous. Um, you're um you're Alex Reed, aren't you? <laughs> oh, yeah, you're. Yeah, don't say it. And then it was around the prison. <sighs> when I go into the um into the uh, what do you call it into the landing, the COVID wing landing. I've got so much crap from people coming up to me saying all sorts of things, stuff about cross-dressing and then 
Like, really? Oh, that's, that's original, isn't it? Funny. Mm. Because what well, didn't help, the press, they put a picture of me dressed up as Roxanne from 10 years ago. And I know why they do that, just because I want to be sensational. Yeah. And I'm like, but that's, that's irresponsible because that puts me in danger. Like, I've got a problem with that. Well, I have got a problem because it's, one, it's not indicative of who I am. Yeah, I've done that. But what, my point is, why are they putting a picture from 10 years ago? And because it's sensational to make me look bad. How did that picture actually come out? No, that picture came out because I was a PR lady who, um, I went to the bloodlust ball and she was the PR lady there. And she, every time that picture goes out, she gets money from it. She told me to Uh. like dress up and be outrageous and everything. And I thought, okay, I didn't have a clue about the media back then. So I did. I thought, that's great. There's all these, these, um, sensational rumors about cross dressing. So I played up to it. As an idiot, not realising what I was doing. I was, I was literally a lamb to the slaughter. Look, I take responsibility. I mean, we've done silly things. Well, like I said last time, everyone should try cross-dressing. The world would be a better place. Well, more happy, wig on happy dressed. Yeah, my wig, yeah, I was cross-dressed <laughs> with Sarah Jane. Weren't you happy dressed or were you crossed? Um, you weren't. How would you we'd... describe that? You looked awful. Well, that's not... <laughs> awful. awful. So you got a big, had, a, had a blue beret and a wig. Oh, I no, saw the blue, that, yeah. The beret looked great. Didn't it was, it? It was yeah. styling in that beret. Whacked the wig on. <laughs> when I whacked the wig on, I looked a bit... Yeah. <laughs> what was your name? What would be your name? Oh, you have to pick a name for me. What do you reckon? Oh, God. You've uh, seen me in, in cross dressing action. Cross dressing? <laughs> with, with Sarah Jane. With Sarah Jane. Susan. Susan? Yeah, keep it keep it normal. Shazza. Shauna. Shazza. Shauna. Shauna. What sort of girl are you, Shauna? You're not here. <laughs> <laughs> Shannon. Shannon. Yes, we like Shannon. that. Shannon. That could be my cross dressing name. I'm going to. So I'm getting all this sort of crap. Yeah, on the yeah. I'm like, all right, do you know what? I'm going to deal with this for one night, but tomorrow I'm going to kick off. Yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah. you, you, I mean... you got to set an example. Yeah, a million percent. I mean, like, okay, I let people... And everyone's coming up to myself. Everyone. I'm like, every, I'm like, oh, God. And I've got these gypsies. Hey, you like to fight? I'll fight you. I'll fight you. I'm going to fight you, mate. Where's the money? I'll fight if there's money. You know, I'm not interested. <laughs> all right, I've got to show you how tough I am. I'm fuck off. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying yeah, to yeah. be polite as well, yeah. but at the same time, I think, oh, God, what an idiot. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So, yes, scary. Very scary. But also, um, relaxing. Downtime. Not Away the from time. the hustle and bustle of everything. Um, mm. I would, I, I, this is how I, I'm trying to really, I've done, I'm a, a thinker. I had a lot of time to think in there. And, um, I wouldn't say I'm institutionalized, but in some respects I am. So that's a, a dichotomy because I felt peace in the order, but also my soul was screaming at the disorder, the tyranny. There's so much tyranny in there. Was but, it sinking with the military regimen? Yeah. To? I mean, and I found quite easy. I, I got myself into a routine. Um, what's the, 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 is it the serenity prayer? God give me the, Strength, be, uh, to, to change the things I can yeah. and accept yada 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 so I did that I, I started I wrote my book I well, I wrote the book plan I I wrote a film plan um, I'm very creative I used to do all this stuff and I stopped doing it and because I haven't got time where's the time got? I mean I had a lot of time in there to think I I had a regime a regime I'd get up I'd meditate I'd do qigong yoga then I'd do some exercises that's four different modalities of exercise i then i'd do my to-do list 
And I'd go out in the yard, do some exercise, do some martial arts. That was an interesting thing because at first, everyone was watching me. I was going to say, did you have an audience? I did. And yeah. they were like, oh, yeah, they're taking the piss. But then I... Because I mean, I'm doing weird stuff they're not used to, like, <laughs> and um, they, there wasn't, there was no gym. We had a couple of bars, uh, chin-up bars, and a dip bar mm. because the because of COVID. And um, I ended up hitting him, you know, like pinpoint with my toes. And I started building up an audience after about four or five days. People were coming up to me asking them to train, and like, you know, young kids who needed help. And I was like, okay, all right. But then they said, "Can I give you a tin of tuna for a trip for a lesson?" Yeah, it's, it's, it was that was nice. Yeah, you know, it was nice to actually feel appreciated. You know, oh, do you like what, tuna? <laughs> <laughs> well, you do. After a while, yeah. you eat very healthy in there. Well, I tried my best, but there's there's a lot of carbs. What yeah. was your, what was your first meal they gave you? It's really nice. <laughs> really nice. Really <laughs> what was it? I mean, what was it? It was um, I got halal chicken. Right. Um, I, I I happened to know someone who actually I was on a film with. Um, he was running the, the, the wing. Um, he was the Muslim rep. Um, and I don't know how devout Muslim he was, but it was a great cushy job. And, um, he come around and gave me some extra chicken. It was delicious. It's the best chicken I've had. I'm not, I'm not trying to suggest I go to prison. I mean, it's, I didn't want to be there. I mean, I generally, this is the, the sad bit about it. I just about have a baby. I'm so nervous. I I was a vulnerable a, a, a primary carer for two people. I helped look after my um mentally disabled brother who's um who needs me to look uh, to continually check on his well-being. He has schizophrenia. And also my missus um is in the in the final stages of pregnancy. I was like what, you know I was like I tried my best to like obviously get a suspended sentence i was like i couldn't understand it why they you know people in the paper when i they, they put this um destruction of alex reed what bad guy i am in the sun there was another celebrity in the same in for the same thing i'm not look i did wrong and um at the time i thought this is a bit unjust but in the grand scheme of things it wasn't you know because in the real spiritual laws of the universe forget the laws of the world I've done wrong and you know I've done things wrong in my past and it was crazy a blessing in disguise I can't believe I say that this four weeks it was it was scary I got threatened I got threatened by little idiots which were probably more dangerous than the professional crime gangs in some respects because you you've got to be on your on your toes obviously the, the professional crime gangs are serious and they they're there was intel in the prison and on the outside um, that kept moving me around to keep me protected. Um, so what was your darkest moment in there? Um, I, I did, I did a, a podcast year, just, just after I come out and it sounds like I was trying to making it really light-hearted but i say why am i bringing this up i when when something's really shitty in my life i try and flip it on its head so yeah. i i turn it to make it good and i said i i kind of enjoyed it i, I didn't enjoy it no but I you made the best out of a bad situation exactly so, no, exactly no, well, yeah. i said in this other podcast that when i was in the army 
it was raining, I'd be happy because I know everyone else would be complaining. Like, that doesn't bother me. Of course it bothers me. I think my darkest moment was actually, this is, this is weird saying this. Um, the major thing that people are in prison for is drugs. Mm. And there was a young lad next to me. He wasn't, he was about three, four years younger than me. Um, ex smackhead heroin. And he'd been off it. And I was, kept talking to him is leaving him, leaving him. Because I'm out. I leave in this guy. He needed protection. He didn't need to be, he wasn't, I, I think it was unjust for him to be in there. How did you formulate your friendship with him? He, he, as I walked in, he came up and gave me some coffee and some sugar. I said, I'm all right. Thank you very much. It was very lovely. He just wanted to, to be friendly. He saw all these idiots, um, saying all sorts of rude things to me and being tough guys. And he'd just come up and he was really shy and retiring. And he just wanted a bit of, and, um, and the poor lad, there was, um, a guy, what was common in there, but people is coming back now, slitting their wrists, self-harming. I remember one night he was screaming, God, my soulmate's killing himself. He's killing himself. And yeah, that wasn't nice. And I, 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 I was trying to talk to him through the window. It's okay. Don't worry. We've called the guards. You'll be all right. It's funny because isn't that, it's nice. There's compassion. Yeah. And, and I said when I left, um, please, can you look after him? You know, I was trying to give him a, a sort of a network of people because it felt for him. And I've tried my best to try and help him out legally as well because he's been screwed by lawyers. So you've been helping him on the outside? Yeah. 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 That's really kind. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. It makes me sad. There's people who shouldn't be in there. Mm. And, he, and he's, I mean, he's no drug rehabilitation. No. You know, it's, that makes me sad. It hurts me because there's so many people. It's it's a it's a lottery, isn't it? Well, if you, some people are dealt with a, a poor hand in life. Definitely. We're not, we're not, certainly, there's no equality here. Hmm. It's one of the hardest parts that has been separate from your family, and people have seen. You know, you've got this beautiful family now. I know you. You're always visiting your mom. You're spending all this time with your brother. Hmm. When you're not around your brother, then what what happens? Yeah, I kind of, I, I tell you why you just asked me a question. What was my darkest time? I kind of mm. skipped over it because I didn't want to go there, but I'll go there now. It's, okay. yeah, that was it. Not being there for my, my missus who is really suffering at the moment. And it's, I was a primary carer because she couldn't go out because of COVID. She has a lowered immune system. She's taking these drugs, which are destroying her immune system because we have lost so many babies because our immune system is so strong, it kills all the babies. So she's taking immune suppressive drugs. So I was the one who was going out to get the me uh, medication, to get the shopping. And I've been having to be, although I'm not a big buyer on the COVID, although I respect it and I'm, mm -hmm. I have to respect it. I mean, I, I'm very healthy. I clean. I take vitamins. I exercise. I get outdoors. I breathe. So I'm doing all those good positive things. Um, I still had to be absolutely anal about it. So all of a sudden that was really worrying me because, and um, also my mum, my mum, if I don't speak to my mum who happens to have Alzheimer's and is in a care home, if I don't speak to her daily, she, I can see the deterioration. I didn't speak to her for nearly two weeks and she was struggling to remember who I was. Mm. So it's, and that's so precious and valuable to, valuable to me. Um, yeah, I say it. I don't like saying it. I was on suicide watch. Mm. I was on suicide watch. They put me on suicide watch. 
Yeah. Because your brother relies on you a lot, doesn't he? Yeah. And it's, it's having to be, it, it sounds like I'm, I'm so altruistic helping other people, but it was also my own. What am I going to do? I'm, I'm fucked now. I was just about to do this and that, and now it's ruined and, you know, the stigma. And it's about what I've learned in my life. I've been kicked in the balls and kicked down so many times. Just got to get back up again. Yes. And it's, it's tricky though, because people, it has been struggling. It has, it has been a struggle, but I've just got to try a bit harder. Did your family visit you? Nobody visited. Did was you that, not want that? Uh, I was only in for four weeks. Oh, yeah. Um, I, it's, it was like I said, I treated it like a boot camp. I mean, it's, uh, it's funny. I, I write to, um, Charles Bronson. Hmm. He's, uh, he's a fan of mine, which is actually nice. I, <laughs> hmm. Shout out to Charles. I like chat and, and um, I've been writing back to him and, and I, I felt wrong because look, I'm in prison. Um, I don't know what you must be going through, but. What is it, 30 something years? Yeah. Sarah yeah. Newmel, didn't she? Sarah Newmel, yeah. Yeah. Sarah Jane, who was in here the other week. Yeah. And um, how, how does he get on? I felt, I felt. She I loved felt, him, didn't she? She said he was a gentleman. I felt embarrassed writing to him about like asking him questions because I'm like, how bloody, you know. Who am I? To, I've got four weeks. You know, anyone can do four weeks. Well, it's still a shock to the system. Man, it is, it is a shock, especially when you're getting threatened. Uh, I had some threats that, um, that come from Intel that you know some uh, professional crime gang were trying to extort me. What were uh, the threats along uh, to, the lines of uh, trying to hit me up for money? All right, extort me. <laughs> I forgot any money. <laughs> which is yeah yeah that's gonna be interesting isn't it mm. and you can see and how how did that get told to you and what was your what did you what went through your head well i had um i had friends inside who knew it sounds like i'm really connected i'm not it's so funny though like i said my friend one of my friends was uh how do i say this um I had I had some friends inside who were quite heavy and they knew they heard whispers. Mm. I even had one guy come up to me said he was going to hit me up for 50 bags. That's 50 grand. And I'd become friendly with him. Um he was uh ex IDF, Israeli Defence Force. And uh <sighs> yeah, it's a bit scary. I remember having a role with him in my cell. Play around and it was like I was just fine. Uh, and I was like, my cellmate was absolutely shitting himself. And I'm, I can fight. I can fight. I'm good at that stuff. <laughs> but that was no weapons. Then we got some pens out, and they're like, just have a. I was, I was being really respectful. Come on, how would you take me out if you? Oh man, if he had a knife, I was dead. So, but the thing is, I'm, this is a funny thing. I'm trying to play with someone. I've, I've like build up a camaraderie, so he's not going to try and stab me. Yeah. And it's, isn't that funny? I'm like, I'm playing, like, the, the, the reason. And actually, I ended up, it was actually quite pleasant. But he said, initially, he was going to hit me up for 50 bags. I was like, oh, okay. But I also found out you can actually get someone done. Oh, talking about money. <laughs> <laughs> for what 50 quid. Noise? For 50 what quid. Was that? Um, oh, got, that's that's my app saying. Yeah, it's pretty silent. Yeah, that's my app. It's it's te- it's the secret, the law of the universe. Yeah, read that. Yeah, absolutely. That's the, I've read you, it as well. You get, you get, I get um, two hundred thousand pounds to spend a day. <laughs> yeah, 
Is that what you've asked for? You've asked the universe. Apart from meeting no, me, no, you, Sean. It's I haven't done it for a while. I'm start doing that again. Mm. It, it's law of attraction. Yeah, you start no. spending money, even you know, and you. So I've I really. It's a funny thing. Once you've sport yourself cars and clothes and nice goods, you end up doing you know spending money on helping the world and much better way to do it, isn't it? Well, it's good to you know good for the soul. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's so the fun. common strategy then is you go in, lay low, find out who's who, make yeah. alliances with the right people. But you had no no well, choice because you, you couldn't lay low because well, your cover was blown. I mean, that was never going to happen. Yeah, I mean, um, they wanted to put me in segregation, which was be absolutely miserable. But I was I almost landed on my feet, you know, on with knowing a few people who were really nice as well and it was difficult to trust i was i had some friends on the outside who were telling me don't trust anybody that's how they they confidence tricksters so i'm like oh, this person you tri- you're really really careful what to say and not to say um yeah so it's, it's, it's scary that is stressful that is really stressful because you're, you're getting tired i'm at, and i'm only in there for four weeks so i had people come up to me left right and center you know like I kind of I kept my head down in the in the end. They so they could realise although everyone jokes about me and everything, um I'm not someone to be messed with. I mean I suppose it, that's what's different for you and him because you went in there, you're not a celebrity. I was lucky that I got arrested with Wildman. Yeah. <laughs> he was he became a prison celebrity. Yeah. Whereas you've gone in and everyone knows you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it, and everyone's, but that's why I, rather than saying stuff, I just did my actions do the talking. So I mean, I, was, I would just throw myself into my training. I had a routine. And I was polite to people. I did see horrible things, and it was reported that that was. Uh, Pentaville said, in one one day, I went into the shower, and they had lockdown. They they locked us in there, and then the shower, uh, you could see on the yard. Now I I said um, that I could I saw a stabbing I didn't actually see the stabbing but I saw someone on the floor covered in blood and all the, the police were there and everyone was yeah you know, so I did I didn't actually see him getting stabbed but I mean and that was happening every other day not every other day I only saw one but I mean it was as in that someone in one of my uh, it was on the oh okay so. They wanted to put me in segregation. I said, I'm not doing that. So they wanted to put me in the, the vulnerable ward. And I'm like, no, I'll be told about that. I'm not going there. Mm-mm. It's where the paedophiles are. I'm not doing that. There's no way. There's no way. But in the end, uh, we did go there, but we were on the, the first and second wing. One, two, and three are normal. The gangbangers, the people who have been in fights, everything, they've got death threats. Four and five are the paedophiles, right? And, um, but before we went there, because you, you're in a, for about a week, you're in a COVID ward to suss you out where they're going to put you. Um, before they put us in there, I was like, I'm not going in there. There's no way I'm going there. You've got to be joking. I'm not going there. Then I, I went mad for a day and my cellmate, because I want to keep me together with my cellmate, um, I'm, I'm going there. I'm going there. I want to go there. Because <laughs> I started thinking I'm going to go and kill them all. And I thought, what am I doing? I mean, I'm, you're going mad because all of the things were horrible things. I don't think about paedophiles. It's not in my agenda. But all of a sudden, when you're thinking you might be with them, I'm like, you start thinking about it. And I was I was going nuts in my head. And my cellmate was going, please, don't, you're going nuts. 
I was like, yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to, I'm going to, yeah, I'm vulnerable. I need to go in there. And I'm going to kill them all. And I'm not even, I'm not a killer. You know what I mean? But when you Christ. think about, I mean, how much I love my child and like, and, and, I've had uh, horrible things happen to people I love. That was almost your breaking point then. Yeah, that was. It was. Yeah. Uh, get this, right? So they, I said, we weren't going there. There's no way we're going there. And in, and in the end, um, we did go there. They, they moved us out of our cell in the COVID ward for one night into another cell. And I, I think you heard about this because you mentioned about the cockroaches. They did this on purpose because they said, oh, that's it. You're, after this, you're going to the other ward. So no, we're not going. But you've got to move, you're just going to move you out of this cell for the time being because we've got to find out what cell you're going to move on this on this same wing. They did that on purpose because that cell was notorious for cockroaches. Lovely. I killed 58. 58? <laughs> yeah. That was horrible. And I was quite exhausted. They're all over the wall. I was, what was uh, it like when you tried to sleep? I mean, I was all cool. My, my cellmate was laughing. Like, like again, if it was in the Did army. Did you make it a little game? Like, it, was, it was. It was. <laughs> it was like being in the army. I mean, he was on the top oh. bunk and he said, oh, do you want the top bunk? I said, nah, I'm all right. I mean, when I saw the cockroach, can I have the top bunk? <laughs> 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 but there was a point where one ran across my face oh. and I was like, Wah! I banged my head. Um, I've, hurt, I've still hurt. I've got a pain in my shoulder now. It literally a was, I'm a celebrity, get me out of it, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> get me out of here. <laughs> I threw a punch and I, oh. and I, I pulled my shoulder. It still hurts now. Oh, oh. Just go crazy. It really, yeah, right, it's right, it's right. It's right. I was going mad. Um, yeah, I killed 58. And I, I said, all right, okay. All right. Because he wasn't going to sleep. I said, all right, I'm going to sleep. Every time you see a cockroach, cockroach, wake me up and I'll kill him. Really up. Bam, 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 bam. <laughs> and I'll go back to sleep again. You know, yeah. <sighs> that was a tiring night. That was a tiring, but it was kind of fun in some respects. <laughs> and I, I, I was trying to think, I was trying to go forward in time to like when I'm an old man, look back on this and laugh about that. You will. When I'm on Sean Atwood in Jen's show. Exactly. And I get to talk about it. <laughs> Those poor cockroaches, they didn't deserve to die. I was but, surprised they died. I thought they, you know, they could survive an uh, atomic bomb or something. Well, that's something, the thing. But... You kill them and it sends, apparently it sends out a signal and more come. Oh, right. So, and then I found that out. And then I I've found seen out. that happen. <laughs> I've literally seen that happen. They release a chemical <laughs> smell. And then all these warrior ones run under your door. Like, what's going on? Yes. Back so you really realise yes. that Back halfway up. through. When, when, or... <laughs> then, I mean, we've moved out of that cell. But then would that happen again in another cell later on? Um, and when, the, the guards were, I can't believe it. I've never seen this. This is disgusting. We can't have you in here. They were actually disgusted. They were disgusted. They, they, it was blood and red. Right, right, red. Cockroach massacre. We had another one. I could see where they were coming. So you get a genius. We went into, I mean, some people are so creative in there. I saw um, what you get, you get toothpaste and paper to tissue and a little bit of water and you make like a um, plaster of Paris. We're filling up all the walls. I was going around. I was there for like, hours filling it all it worked did you make earplugs out of them as well so they can't go in your ears no we didn't do that I, I, I've, 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 is that a good. common thing yeah in Arizona we, we did what he said and then put like plastic around it and then stick it in the ear it keeps them out your ears and it keeps the noise out your ears as well <laughs> how oh, did wow. you how did you cope when they're rolling over you right so I was with them for about a year in uh, Max Security uh, Madison Street Jail 2003-2004 in the beginning 
I had to get put on medication to sleep because I couldn't sleep from crawling on me. I mean, even to this day, like someone tickles my hand, I'm like, so many nights they woke me up tickling Do my they, hands. They bite you at all? That's the thing. They just tickle. <laughs> but it's it's a freaky, hard the idea it? of it, though, isn't it? I was. It was two in bucks the, in your pants. Everywhere, everywhere. Because uh, you can wrap a sheet around you in Arizona, and but like, it's, it's 50 degree heat. So it traps the heat to your body. So you end up just throwing the sheet off. So where I was, I was on the bottom bunk with this crystal meth chemist when I started out. He's on the top bunk. He's got the sheet wrapped around him to keep him off. I'm down here and he's up there because usually you go for the bottom bunk, but he's up there because where the brackets are in the wall were massive holes in this old building and they were pouring onto my bunk out of these holes. <laughs> So I was like, so oh, why didn't fuck. you fill the holes? How did you? you couldn't, couldn't. They, they eat everything. Did they? What about they, toothpaste they, and, and tissue? All right. Later on, when I managed to collect enough tubes of a Murrayfresh toothpaste, which Sheriff Joe gave all the prisoners, which years later some Chinese antifreeze was found in it. It was, it was ruled as poison. We used that to, to seal the cracks. And I remember one time... It was Why didn't you, you, you... You hadn't worked that one out at that point. No, I hadn't. I, I was, learned quick. I was like, because <laughs> I could see someone else had done it. Ah! I was like... There was just too many and they ate through everything in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, and I didn't have enough toothpaste. How, how long did it last? I mean, it's horrible. I had a year of it. We had... We had do you have rice? Uh, mice? Um... We had mice. Rats, not mice. Right, rats. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is uh, like... It the first time you've seen one of them. No, I've seen them before, but when you were like living no, with prison. them... Yeah. yeah. I mean, like you're, like, you're quite chill. Imagine one just running under your chair now. Would you be on the I'll chair? Be on, I'll be on that fucking exactly. table. But now, but you've got, <laughs> and it's dark. Yeah. The room's dark. It's not nice, yeah. man. But it's, it brings up your animal spidey senses, doesn't it? Well, it didn't say yeah, you, you want to switch them off. You didn't want to switch them off. You want to get to sleep at some point. <laughs> no, one of Sean's um, inmates made friends with the cockroach, didn't he? Or we, we are, once you realise you've got to live in harmony with them, you just get on with it. And How long did that take? He took their legs off so he couldn't <laughs> escape or something. Oh, he had a mentally ill prisoner who was um, a rapper. <laughs> <laughs> and he had a mosquito... And a cricket that he took the legs yeah, off that, that he would it. talk to at night in my cell next to me. Wrap him up. And he would and spank, spank them with a little bit of curled up toilet paper. <laughs> yeah. And in the end, they died and he ate them. <laughs> Didn't tell you that, but did I? <laughs> oh, oh my God. Platinum pleasy. Platinum pleasy. Oh. Is he yeah. still in prison now? Oh, I hope so. He was in, in and out his entire life. It was a really sad his story. Yeah. 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 Um, so. Yeah, you learn to live in harmony with the insects over time. You have, yeah. you have to. Otherwise, you're driving yourself crazy. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. <Yeah. laughs> it's a scary... Uh, yeah, that, that wasn't pleasant. Could, could you... And, but, and you're tired. You're so tired. You're so tired. I'm tired now because yeah. of baby. Yeah. But, I mean, that was another level of tired. That's like... What was the noise like in the day and night? Because <sighs> in America, it's I, all... Walk, you know, clear tech Walkmans, you can't hear anything. It's the Muslim gangs. Um, it was like... the. the the chant the Muslim chant what is it they sing it's like yeah. call to prayer is it or something yeah yeah I was like oh and it didn't bother me but they they were quite aggressive and you know wasn't quite wasn't pleasant what in the middle of the night mm. I saw I heard all sorts of things we mm. had um, so I ended up on the vulnerable ward um, um, and what we were told was the paedophiles are mixed everywhere they're not necessarily just in one place uh, um, so that was like, oh, okay. Then there's, you know, they, they mix them everywhere. I mean, the ones that are profoundly known are up on three and four in this certain block. But why have I brought that up? 
because I'm down I'm down on the uh, I'm on floor one and we had a guy uh, everyone number seven that was the, the one next to us he's a nonce if he don't get out of here I'm gonna kill him and I'm boiling my cow now you better get him out now and, he, and they're arguing with each other fighting backwards and forwards and it's like yeah, I was like, so he, he ended up leaving. They, there's a lot of tough guys, by the way, who aren't tough. There's a lot of bullshit. Fronting it. And they're all fronting. I'm like, if I, if no one, if no one has a fight tomorrow, I've got no respect for any of these people here. Cause they're all saying they're going to do this and they're going to do that. And as soon as the doors open, blah, uh, blah, blah. There was all the, all the black dudes, right? And there was a load of gypsy dudes and they were at war with each other on one and two. And I'm like, oh God, here we go. You know, but no, no one, there wasn't a single fight. I mean, everyone's a bunch of pussies. <laughs> if they're going to say, you know, you know but, well, they're not, I'm not saying black dudes or, or white guys or gypsies are, are pussies, but then these ones were. They're giving it all Larry Large and then, yeah, hey, it's not pleasant though. It's not, it's not you're trying to sleep. You're just trying to keep your, do your time and. Were people talking shit throughout the night? Mm. There was that, yeah. You heard shit talk of it. One guy, he, um, he, um, uh, I don't. Why did he do it? He covered himself in shit, covered the selling shit, and then set a lot of protests. Yeah, mm. he wanted to move. He said because of the cockroaches. So he, he because of the cockroaches, he set a light to himself. You had that one. There's a lot of people who do the dirty <gasps> protest stuff. Yeah, all kinds of shit slingers. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, he's going to kill himself. Yeah, mm. I saw a lot. A lot of people stab themselves to yeah. get to hospital for suicide. I don't, know. you don't know. I don't know, but I mean, I saw, it was, I saw it like once a week. Prison's the biggest house of the mentally ill in America, at least. I don't know about here, but, but I imagine there's a lot. Yeah. yeah. These these people haven't been given the tools really to no. sort themselves out. And so they've just fallen back on street drugs. And that's why they end up in prison. And there's a lot of drugs in prison as well. There's, um, well, the main drug, what's that? What's that? What's that drug? Spice. 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 I don't know. But I, I think I tried that once many, many. Any good? No, it's horrible. <laughs> I tried it once, never joined that again. I've, I, it used to be a legal high, didn't it? In the, I think it was. I think I, I made illegal, didn't it? It was a, when it when it was a legal high. I, I, I so don't was, know. If it, so was MCAT illegal? That was it. Wasn't yeah, it? MCAT. That was yeah. right. Yeah, I think that was. Yeah, I've mm. never tried that. But I used to sell it in uh, sort of sex shops and stuff. And then that, it's um, that that spice. I mean, you see them doing it. Like they're up. I don't. It doesn't seem pleasurable. They're wigging out. Yeah, then they're doing it quite openly. Everywhere in the day, I'm like, oh, okay. And the guards, they must see it. I'm like, what? <laughs> they're bringing it in. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> what were the guards like to you? Yeah, they were nice, pleasant. Yeah, mm. really nice. They were right. Yeah. I I I had someone on social media call me a melt or something. <laughs> Afterwards, <laughs> oh, I, I love I, that I, word. A melt. Um, does that mean I'm a pussy or something? A melt, a wetty. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Uh, yeah. You're not. Right. <laughs> well. Yeah, I'm a melt. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we're here. I mean, we've been. I mean, since we did that podcast yeah. uh, with you, I've been called. We we were involved in sex trafficking and <laughs> oh, sex parties. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> there's a lot of trolling online. So when something becomes successful, yeah, it's a sign of success, really, to attract those people. Haters and gonna hate being called gay. I'm like, really? Is that is that you're gay? Oh no! <laughs> I know <laughs> really? the, the Scottish <laughs> podcaster just put out a video attacking me. Saying that I'm gay and fruity. So fruity? What? <laughs> yeah, fruity. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fruity bagel. I quite like that. <laughs> I do take my fruit very seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Especially what sort of fruit? <laughs> like, what was it? If you have fruit, what, what fruit are you? I'll be a mango, wouldn't I? Mango. Or a kiwi. Oh, or mango's gorgeous. Those waitress mango fruit. fingers. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> passion fruit. Passion fruit, baby. Oh, <laughs> 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 Stop being so bloody gay. <laughs> Sick of your gayness. Are you? I'm just gay. <laughs> Can you be serious? Seriously, we're doing a serious podcast. Oh, serious podcast. Serious. Jesus, yeah. Get him back in the zone. I'm an, I'm an, I'm an, I'm an. <laughs> Namaste. Namaste. Yeah, some people in the comments would say we're laughing too much. Can you believe that? Oh, Let's all be miserable. Stop laughing. <laughs> 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 did you Did you get to the prison library? Well, I actually had a lot of books that I wanted. I read. Um, it was quite interesting. I read uh, Tyson Fury's book. It was Ooh. just about mental health. I found that quite inspirational. So yeah. well done, Tyson. Oh, incidentally, I'm, I quite like his um, author. It was quite good. We, he wrote that in a very good style. Mm. Um, I read. I read lots of books, but it's funny. I was so busy in there. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? <laughs> I was. I, I. I got. I had a whole list Cockroach of things killing. to do. <laughs> but, yeah, we put um, things off, right? Yeah. For, for, for years yeah, I've got to do that and I've got to do that well guess what I had time to do it and I made sure I had a regime to do it I mean if I was in there longer I'd just think of the things I could accomplish I'm not even joking I was so focused I would um, it was quite lucky we had a phone in our cell um, and obviously it's, it's the way the prisons make money now um, so I was calling people obviously you've got to be careful you can't call anybody and the calls are vetted and listened to but um not that i was worried about that because i wasn't doing anything dodgy um but i was getting all sorts of stuff done can you find this bit of information out please and i'd write it down and i'd formulate my book plan my film plan all of my plans training regimes because you know, i've run um i've been involved in boot camps and boot camps are fabulous especially at for keeping healthy we all need to mm. get outside and get some fresh air definitely do you train i do i do a lot of running so just out how often oh, this week once lazy how far um but i tend to do between sort of five to seven k over a four or five day period so oh. over four or five days so do you, do you ever go inside or is it always outside i haven't since you know things have opened since the whole covid lockdown recent one so I'm reluctant, but what I should you, really get my ass to what it. What do you yeah. do in the gym, young man? <laughs> you haven't seen my liquid IV commercial, have you, evidently? <laughs> that everyone's taking the piss out of in the comments. <laughs> what do you do? Do you do, what, do, you do uh, IVs? <laughs> do you do IVs? They're good. I wake up in the morning and do some yoga. How long? Only like 10, 15 minutes to get the day started. But I'll try and do some kind of major exercise every one to two days. Yeah. Whether it's weights, swimming... My neighbour now, he's in his late 20s, and his thing is, he comes to my house at 10 at night and says, let's go jogging in the dark. If we go jogging in the dark through the countryside, we can't see where we're going. Our adrenaline will go so high, we'll be able to run so fast. <laughs> I'm like, sounds a bit dangerous, but yeah, let's do it. <laughs> so you do it anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, did it. So first time, I'm running in the dark, almost come off the path, spray me out, nearly spray me out, but I keep going. But I'm into it now. We're running through the dark. The bushes are like against us and shit. And you see the moon. And we ha we bark and howl like dogs and wolves as we're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I go 
got a video of Tuck. I've got a video of Tuck. I'll show serious? you at the end. I'll have to put it in this podcast now. I've got a video of Tuck at the end of one of these runs, and I'll show you my face after this. Yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> is this real? This is real, man. I've got, got a video. I've got a video. I've got you go. I've got you go. He said <laughs> it took him 25 minutes, but since I've joined in, it's now taking 40 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever two run together? No. Well, I might try that night running now. Yeah, yeah you should. No, night running. Jump from behind a tree. At me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to knock down ginger. What? Knock down ginger. Knock, knock ginger. So when you go knock on someone's door and run away. Yeah. Oh, I used to do that all the time. So, no, that was fun. Eleven. We do that as kids. <laughs> <laughs> do you ever play that game as a kid? Knock down yeah. ginger. Garden hopping. And egging as well. We did egging. You know, Halloween you go like egging people's homes. You horrible. <laughs> <laughs> We did head chopping and rose budding. Well, we did much. Well, no. Uh, <laughs> when we had snowballs, when it snowed, we'd get big snowballs and put them right up against people's doors. So they couldn't get out, yeah, of yeah, course. Yeah, knock, knock on the door. The We've ever done the flaming poo bag. Ah. You've done it, haven't oh. you? Oh. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> Nobody in the shop would do that. <laughs> 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 oh, uh, the, my friends set me up you know we're going to break into this car mm. right? a, like eight year old kid I'm going to break into a car um, I don't know if we should do that and they've covered the car the, the door handle where I'm going to open up the door in dog poo like, one two three go <sighs> it's not very nice those are some very nice friends this is a glimpse into his formative years yeah. <laughs> I've never broken into a car to tell you the truth I've broken into a house, my own house. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've got arrested by armed response. Can you believe that? <laughs> I got locked out of mine recently, didn't I? You did? <laughs> you got locked out. So I've recently moved into my new place and um, I had a dressing gown on, walked out of my door, forgot the keys, door went slam behind me. And I'm in my dressing gown. Luckily, I had my phone on me. So I managed to ring Sean and be like, mate, can you uh, come grab me? Because it was really late at night, couldn't contact the property management to get me in. So yeah, just uh, not tell. What were you dress, wearing? Just a dressing gown. <laughs> I can't remember what she was wearing. I didn't. I didn't even look. <laughs> <laughs> so what else has been going on in your world, then, guys? Oh, How long have you two been together? Not a chance. This is podcast number what? Two. Two. No. Two. Four. Five. Four podcasts we've been no, together. Five. Five podcasts have been together. So when are you two going to get, get together? Oh, God. Oh, really? <laughs> is it going to be good, is it? We'll have to go for a night run first. <laughs> <laughs> so are you married? No, no. Boyfriend? No. Girlfriend? No. Yeah. I'm more interested in you, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody gays. <laughs> Especially after last time. After comments were like, when are you, are you and Alex getting together? Sean Atwood's gay. <laughs> Oh, you got it coming. <laughs> so on these nights, then you, you're killing the roaches. You sat there. The gang, the cell warriors are yelling shit. What's going through your head on those nights when you when you can't sleep? Well, it's, I'm like I'm here for four weeks. I can endure this. This is nothing. I mean, this is why it was a walk in the park for me. It wasn't a walk. It wasn't it definitely wasn't a walk in the park. But I compare it when I was like writing someone like um, Charles Bronson. Or yourself. I mean, how long do you do? Six. Six. 
Two weeks. And yeah, and <laughs> two I'm, weeks of college. No, a couple of nights. Kinds of Marvin Herbert. I'm doing four <laughs> weeks. I, I could deal with this. I could deal with this. This is this is this is not so bad. There were some really horrible nights. I mean, mm. and this is the funny thing I mean you you said what was the hardest time earlier on I didn't even want to go there mm. I was like I felt suicidal yeah know? and I don't like to it was just, I don't like to go there in my head I just, the, my person I am it was that's right it's fine you're it's, trying to be all positive and you're yeah. always going to have this sort of dark days British right? army humour just mm. about to go over the top face machine guns alright boys who's first let's go kind of have a bit of a laugh shall we you know oh shit you know, it's that kind of attitude. Yeah. And I, that, that's been trained into me. You know, the light, world is about to blow up, but, you know, always look on the bright side of life. Did your psychology change as your release neared? Uh, it's interesting. Um, no gate fever. What? Stay in. I mean, yeah, it's funny. I mean, uh, no, I wasn't there long enough. I did, I, I appreciate what you're saying. Um, because I, I felt comfort in the, the order I had, I've, I created myself purpose and outside I don't, I've not felt like I've had purpose for a while or I have got purpose, but it gets, um, shit down by the media. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And life, I mean, I'm, my life's great. It's also, there's a lot of challenges, um, I'm very lucky. I'm very grateful. I'm in the a small percentile of people in the world who are very blessed. Central heating, mm-hmm. a refrigerator. You know, I've got a, a bed. I've got a toilet. Most people in the world don't have that. Yeah. So when you re- when you appreciate your, what you've got, and that's that's the trick. You know, and even in prison, I said that. I kept saying that. I'm, I'm how bloody lucky am I? I'm living in prison in a scary place. This is what my mindset. You've got to try and flip it. There's people in the world in a lot worse positions. I'm getting fed. Mm. I've got a bed. And there's all these therapies in there. I did everything. I did. I, I wanted to embrace myself and everything. I did all, every single kind of drug therapy course you could do because the, the major thing in there, people are in there for, is for drugs. And I want to really understand how to help people. Um, I train people and I've helped a lot of people who have had drug addictions. And... It's the more I can understand, the more I can help. Why not use this opportunity? Uh, it really was, I mean, it was fun in a weird way. It was because it was an adventure. It's bloody scary. I mean, some, sometimes it was very scary, like, especially when you're not sure who's, you're going into a yard with da- dangerous people who are looking at you and like, and I was, okay, okay, my heart is true. If this is my day to die, this is my day to die. And I'm just going to be relaxed mm. and be open. Mm. That's my kind of mindset. So my, positive. And, that, and mm. because of that, I didn't show any like bravado bullshit where I saw, I saw this daily. I saw people getting in fights with it because they're doing this. Yeah, you fucking want it. You fucking want it. Fucking you. And like, like that, go absolutely mad. I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And I saw it. And I, the people, and I'm like, the same people, I'm going into the same situation. And I've got no problem at all. A bit like um, I'm going to get all Jedi on you here. <laughs> Buddhist Yoda and uh, return Empire Strikes Back. Only take Yoda's training Luke Skywalker. Only take in the cave what you want to face. So he takes his lightsaber and he ends up um, faces 
Darth Vader in the cave and he cuts Darth Vader's head off, but then Darth Vader's head is actually his own head. Mm. It's a little bit, that's very Buddhist actually. It's not as George Lucas made it, but yeah. That's kind of my philosophy. And it kind of helped. What about you? Have you have you ever been Larry and it's caused you more shit? Oh yeah, yeah. Yourself? What does Larry mean? You fucking want it? You angry? Cunt. Oh, angry? You fucking yeah. want it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You ever lost oh. your shit? I saw. I swore. Oh, yeah. I swore. Especially it. on drugs. God, I yeah, swore. I swore. Yeah. Are we allowed to swear on this? Yeah, yeah. after the first okay. five minutes. Okay. okay. <laughs> I, I, I put my head through a wall <laughs> once in a, an after party in Arizona. And just missed a nail. It almost went into my fucking skull through a plasterboard wall. Mm. Oh, you had my moments. <laughs> <laughs> but now you are zen. Now I'm yoga man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For me, one of the, the other things is like the example. I'm like, what have I done? Look at me. I've, I've let people down. That's that's a big thing. The, 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 the inner demons we'll battle with. And I have I have mental health problems, challenges. And I have, you know, I've I, I, Therapy for suicide. I think I've told well, I've told you mm. about that. While you were inside, had it while I was inside. Didn't think much of it to tell you the truth. Mm. But I mean, um, I was still good to to have it. I mean, I I know enough um, about what's going on in my head because I'm a thinker, and I seek out how to. If I'm thinking in a negative way, how can, what can I do to think in a better way? Because that's not a healthy thought to have, mm. but it's quite common. Tell me, have you ever thought about killing yourself? Yes. Sean? When they told me I was facing 200 years, yes. But looking at, I was, was going to slash my wrist, bleed out, but looking at the pictures of my family, my mom think my mom's going to get a call saying your son's killed himself. You know? I think most people have been to that dark place, whether it be one matter or the other. What was going through your other half said? <sighs> when, yeah, like, did was... you speak to her when you came out and said how she was feeling? Um... She she found it very difficult, um, and uh, of course, <coughs> I mean, we had to get her care because it was very difficult because she's immune suppressed. Um, I wasn't sure if I was going to get out in time for the birth of my daughter. She was very vulnerable. It was so bloody hard. I felt so guilty, and that's so terrible. Um, and I rightly got punished, but it's just it's. Uh, I don't understand how I don't have a criminal record and I'm not being criminally charged. You don't? Uh, no. Oh, well. No. I, 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 it was a civil proceeding, but in the, in the high court. I don't understand law. I just, I just go with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Take that one. Yeah. But I'm not a criminal, I mean, but still, I still went to prison. So it's, it's the juxtaposes. I'm like, you know, my daughter's, the, you know, it's, uh, they can have all sorts of poison sped about their. Are you their worried death. that might come on in the future? Oh, I don't. I know, I know, hundred percent. Especially with my my first daughter. Yeah, mm. there's going to be all the, there's there's so much bad stuff out there about me and poison and and that 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 pains me. So that but that also inspires me mm -hmm. and stops me from wanting to do stupid things to myself because she has to know. One, her dad loves her and, and he is a good guy. So I'm inspired to be the best person I can be for her. Yeah. She's probably, I think she's nine now. She's four to five years off of, um, being interested, I think, in what her dad does on social media and stuff like that. 
Are you going to let her have a social media account? Knowing I how will. damaging they are. I will. I um, <laughs> mm. um, I, I'm, I'm, 80th birthday. <laughs> I have to be a bit careful because yeah. I'm not allowed to say, talk about her to tell you the truth. I, okay. I can say certain things, but I can't. That's fine. Yeah. As, um, Has she met Little Pixie yet? <laughs> she hasn't, no. And I can't, I shouldn't really talk too much about this now because... There's 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 proceedings to not me to stop me from um, talking too much. I can tell you I tell you that I love her with all my heart. Yeah, and and I think about her daily. That's mm-hmm. what I can say. Lovely. So, what do you think about Katie Price's most recent escapade? Burning question. <sighs> well, for people who are not familiar, because we've got a lot of viewers in America, Katie flipped her car over and it appears that she was under the influence of some substance but now she's offering to go to some kind of rehabilitation thing and her license she shouldn't have even been driving because her license was suspended obviously you know if she's going through things and self-medicating we wish her the best of luck in whatever treatment she's going to obtain mm-hmm Yeah, I can. What, um, what was the question? Just your thoughts. Um, hmm, that's a tricky one. Um, it's all been all over the news this week, isn't it? We, yeah, it's we, not- we actually pulled um, some comments from some of the media stories that. Um, if you're okay, you okay to give us? Yeah, some, yeah, sure, sure. Some uh, feedback on these, sure. Let's have a look. I mean, okay, I can talk about her, but I, I choose not to because every time I've even mentioned her, any association has just been so negative. Mm-hmm. And it's like um, I, of course, I've got opinions. I mean, I'm a human. I was actually married to her once upon a time, but there's by me even mentioning her name in the same sentence as me, it, it's, it's caused me so much pain. I'm selling a story. I'm like, forget the trolls. It's part of your life's journey. Yeah, mm. the trolls are a sign of your success. Yeah, I get that. There's not the trolls, but the, when the trolls are also affecting... Now, you say that, right? Um, all of the crazy stuff, weird and wonderful things I've done in my life. But when it affects your family members... Uh, there's that, that, hurt, but, that, that but when it's... Forget about my family members, which it, uh, one billion percent it does. Mm. I mean, we've had... I've had... Currently, I'm, I have a police investigation just going on another one over revenge porn, mm. which has gone on from previous times before. Um it it's it hasn't stopped there's still to this day um this is why this, the tone has changed now because i'm now have to be careful again what i say um there was a high court injunction awarded against her uh, for me to protect me from revenge porn i've had um whispers again on media on the various media platforms of her still owning um, videos of me of myself, and they could be released, which is why I have a high court injunction against her. I've just asked the police to to because she was arrested for um, drink drug driving, and they they went for a phone. I've just asked them to go through her phone to to look at the um, the images which will be on there because they weren't surrendered years ago. Now that's not because I wish her. 
listen, it's really sad. And it really is sad. I mean, I don't wish her ill health, but I do want to protect my... Yourself my, and your family. And my family. Yeah. I have... My my niece and nephew have been bullied and are mm. at school. My my nephew is 16. He's been bullied by a gang. Uh, uh, now, they're getting a little bit 16, 17-year-old now. Over me. And that's not cool. Over what's going on there. So that... This is where I do have an opinion. Um, and I, again, it's, you know, I was involved in some stuff and it's, and that's, that's me. But when it's drawing into my family, that's, that's why I have taken, uh, criminal and legal proceedings because to, to protect them. Fair. And I, I want to protect my daughters and, you know, that's, that's it. But so I've, I've went off. Yeah. So we pulled some, uh, comments i mean some people have been really horrible to her um this one here is life is hard lol yeah definitely five star holidays parties her done plastic surgery given for free blah 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 um talking about that i mean the only thing i could comment on that um she's um she's bankrupt as we speak and we're in court next month over the bankruptcy but yeah i can understand why people think like that I mean, look, she owes a lot of money to a lot of people, and me included. Um, and how can you afford all of this stuff? How can she afford the the, the priority? That's not for me. That's not yeah. for me. Well, bankruptcy is just a business strategy. But it's, it's, it's the it, values in her brand. She gets rid of the debts. She goes on to make a fortune and doesn't have to pay all those old debtors back. Business but, people do it all the time. But how's that right? Morally. How's that right? People say, well, you know... How, how can that be allowed by the Lord? That's what I don't understand. How could, I mean, like, uh, without going into her, there was a guy in, I was in prison with next door who needed help. And I feel so bad. As to this day, I've tried to help him as much as I can. And I'm not, I'm not qualified, legally qualified. And like, it's just an uphill battle. He needs drug therapy. And he shouldn't be in it. All he needs is love. He was actually at a good heart. That's what mm. I saw. So... I'm not trying to draw comparisons. Well, I am drawing comparisons, but it seems unfair that not just Katie, but many people, if you've got money, you can get away with it. Some of the most wealthiest, successful yeah. business people in the world have filed multiple bankruptcies throughout their lives. Just a way to walk away from debt and just re-energize re another business. Mm. Well, instead of having all that straddling you, holding you down. Yeah. I've had three myself. So, so yeah, we we talked about this. You've had three bankruptcies. Yes, I was going to go on. Um, I'm in is this pre Arizona. Two in America. Two in America. One in the UK. My first one in America. Um, was it the first one or the second one? I think about it, I had a nice six figure one at one point. Did you? Yeah, but it was banks. I wasn't owing people money. Yeah. yeah. I viewed it as banksters, the gangsters. Yeah. They've got an allowance of bad debts. Oh, yeah. I'm one of them bad debts. Here you come. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, do, well. do you see there is? I see uh, the thing that I I liked in prison because I feel kind of institutionalised in some respects because I had order amongst the chaos, but my soul was screaming at the disorder and the tyranny in the system. And there's so much tyranny. I run an organisation, um, the Bob Reed Foundation, to help parents see their children. Link is in the description box if you want to check out Alex's organisation. Why do I do that? Because they're, they're, if you chase the whole problem in the whole the system of the, the, the courts, it's financially business-led. The CAFCAS, CMS, um, the, the family courts... 
It's all around making money. And I think hmm, I'm, I'm, I am throwing myself like on getting up over the trenches, throwing myself into the machine guns of the family courts, trying to change the system. Maybe I have to think a bit different. I have to relax a little bit because me by myself isn't going to do it. But something needs to be done somewhere. We're, we're working the, with a lot of people who are trying to make changes and have made changes. And human beings have been reduced to commodities for private prisons and all these parasitic entities. Yeah. So it's, it's, it, the contracts are in the tens of billions a year. And whichever um, government comes into power, they hand those contracts out to their associates. So it, it, go back to Katie. Okay. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Uh, on that point, <laughs> on that point, she, right, she's got, uh, she's been, she's in court. This, I don't know when this is going out, but she's in court in, in some, whichever time in a few months. Um, I don't know, a few weeks. Um, she's been asked, she's been told to go to the Priory, right? Well, that costs a lot it's, of money. It's not far from here. Is it? Well, is, no. Is it real? Priory, it's just outside of Guildford. There's a, I think there's a couple of Priories, isn't there? Might be. Is there one? But yeah. uh, but my but it, it's not so much about Katie, but the the whole system. Like, how come Kate? This is my point. How come Kate gets to go to the priory when this young lad next to me doesn't? That's what. I'm, how can we make that fair so everybody yeah. gets the same treatment? Same treatment. No, uh, it'll never happen. There's all the I'll justice system. The, the justice system's always protected the wealthy. Yeah. It was introduced a lot of it to protect the assets of the wealthiest classes. They would kill people for the little thefts, like starving kids for thefts. Mm. Go back hundreds of years. So, is is it a secret handshake? <laughs> what is that? What is, is, is that what it is? We're not allowed to talk about these things anymore. Is there no help for the widow's son? <laughs> 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 Moving on to the next comment about. Come on. I'd say this to media: It doesn't matter how much money you have if your mental health is ineffective your life is a massive struggle i hope she manages to get professional help because unfortunately the public are losing all empathy and caring sadly but i'll say it again he she who is without sin cast the first stone it doesn't matter how much money you've got you can't it's not going to fix this no. would you not refer to sort of the britney spears movement as well though when she shaved off her head and lost the plot is it not the media that made her to be that, that famous and to have all that attention it's going to send you a loosen your screws yeah, isn't yeah, it no no let's look at that right i thought about this Poor me. I saw the media. They've done this. They've done that. I've been involved in this. So, I mean, um, so I am drawing aspirations. Was that, what's the word? Comparisons. Mm-hmm. Because I've been involved in that. I've had that myself. But then I have chosen to come away from that. I mean, I still like media and nice things. I mean, I'm, I'm a showman. I'm a performer. I like that. But there's a point where this is when it started affecting my, uh, when I had my daughter my first daughter dolly i almost sobered up to the what i called the fame drug because it was this isn't really healthy and conducive for her for her and of all the people around me so you you i had the responsibility so i my point is there's accountability or do you pass the when you drink so much blood you become a vampire is that what it is is that the wrong, you can't you can't go back now is that once you've once you've done so much of it you get so warped i think like you stepped away like you see we saw Katy perry and russell brown Katy perry went on to do all these illuminati movie deals yeah. russell kind of stepped down but i think once you're so famous it, it, it's almost like the tragedy of marilyn monroe isn't it that pressure on the mental health the drugs the alcohol and then 
ultimately the, yeah. the young, the young, the premature death, mm. which is a very sad trajectory to be on. The Twenty-eight group, isn't <laughs> it? I hear that. So, group, it? Yeah. so yeah. it is about then in that what you're saying, compassion. We need to still give them compassion, and I, I agree. It's hard to give someone compassion when they get all the holidays, the surgeries, the all the free, and and they're attacking other people. That's my point. I'm like, and that's what they're saying in the comments. Yeah. There's no, there's a lot of them are really being really mean towards it about the holidays, the surgery, yeah. the spending money, and now filing bankruptcy when we're in a you know a lockdown and people are struggling, and you know people are always going to point that out. I think Alex Belfield did a video on it uh, yesterday. The, the, the one the thing that uh, I mean, we, I mean, Nicola runs an IVF. Nicola, my partner. Uh, we've had a seven-year struggle. For she put your, her link in the description box. Please. Of course, yeah. IVF yeah. chasing dreams. Uh, uh, to to create baby pixie Anastasia pixie and the whole um, infertility uh, industry has seems to be very unhappy with Kate because of all of the the fake pap shots and stuff uh, with regarding you know she's trying for a baby but then you know taking drugs and doing things like that. I mean, do you do what you want to do you know that's, but I can understand why other people are getting that doesn't actually. I'm happy because I've, I'm concentrating on myself. I'm just making a comment on what other people are saying to me about this. And I'm like, okay, I, I see your point. But that's... Well, that's you've got the, considerations for your daughter. Yeah. So if she's behaving irresponsibly, I mean, imagine if your daughter was in that vehicle. Yeah. That's... I've had, I've had someone close to me who's lost uh, family members mm. due to drink driving. And it's still they still suffer greatly from it. To be a repeat offender like that in Arizona, she wouldn't be going the priory. She would be on a chain Tent gang. On a, she'd be on a chain gang, you know, breaking up rocks out in the desert. Yeah. They don't give people passes, that many passes out there, no yeah. matter how much money they got. What do they do here? Yeah. What do, what do they do here? I mean, it's, it's more lenient, I, isn't it? I, I just want, again, it goes back to. Um, and it's it's not just about Katie. It's about uh, lots of different people, like you said, the whole system. Because some people get off, but then I've, I've reams of people um, are messaging me saying that I I went to prison for less. Yeah. But they made an example of you. Oh, should have hit someone. Oh, talk about me. I wouldn't yeah. talk about me. Should have hit oh, someone. Right. Oh, that, uh, yeah, I'm not talking about me. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'll read the next one. Isn't life hard for everybody? She wanted a baby. You don't bring a baby into this world if you all these problems, holidays, spending money, drama queens. There's no the excuse for drink driving. While also taking coke, she could have killed someone. Fed yep. up seeing her in the media. But you're feeding the media. Yep. Commenting. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. The, the hypocrisy. Yeah. She only mentions mental health when she's in trouble. Well, I'm sorry, Katie, you should have learned your lesson the first time. You got in that car fueled with drugs and booze. You could have killed someone. Life may be tough, but we don't all resort to that kind of behavior. You need a harsh lesson, I'm afraid. Was a clear lie the first time when she said someone ran out of the car and she wouldn't name the driver molest. Has she been in multiple incidents of drunk driving? Has she had many crashes? How many crashes has she had? Um, I don't know. Um, more than several have you been in the car with her no no thank goodness there was there's one big one that was happened i think it was in 2018 she's flipped the car but they don't know who the driver was she she's got 19 18 or 19 months for a bad driving ban because she couldn't name who the driver was yeah 
Same thing, same thing. Life may be tough, but we don't all resort to that kind of behavior. You need a harsh lesson, I'm afraid. Um, how can they seriously have a hard life, better off than most of us? The ones whose lives are hard is the homeless. The, that way of life is hard. They don't even know what a hard life is having all that money and fame. Just as a disclaimer, we're just reading comments from the media on this recent news story and um, seeing, you know, having a discussion about them. We're not passing judgment on someone who's got mental health issues. Yeah. Um, Hard lives. What about the people who've lost jobs and family members under the pandemic? People can't afford to feed their families while she's having surgery and God knows what else. Goes on holidays, lives in the mansions. Yeah, so it's, we're seeing the same uh, reoccurring criticisms over and over in the comments. That can't be nice, though. It can't be nice, but she still has a massive uh, amount of followers who love and support yeah. her. She's got a yeah. huge amount of following on, on the socials. Mm-hmm. Right, should we move on for this? <laughs> Happier times. Well, what, I, I know exactly where we left off. We're on, we're on suicide, which isn't a happy time. But I, there's a quote I want to say, and it's Nietzsche. And Nietzsche said, Thoughts of suicide got me through many a lonely night. I know you like philosophy. What's your interpretation of that quote? He's very lost. <laughs> It's very lost because it's, it's, hor- it's horrible. It's horrible. I've thought about it mm. so many times, and and it's 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 not right. It's it's a sad place to be because I'm so full of life, love, and I know you had him on the other day, uh, David David Ike. I generally believe this is where I get hippie. There is a battle. There's entities around us. I have yes. spirits. I have feel, if just last night, you, you called me last night when this happened. Nicola, my, my partner, came in. Alex, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. She had the, the baby monitor on and she could see orbs mm. going around Pixie next. So oh, really? It's okay, it's okay, it's okay. Mm. And she, oh my God. And then she saw something walk across the screen. And I'm like, oh my God. She was like, go, she saw, and I could see something, something. I saw something and I couldn't make out what it was. Is but there I, a ghost in your flat <laughs> apartment? Uh, no, house? it's not a ghost. Oh, well, uh, my dad is. Yeah. My dad. Amazing. I I know yeah. as clear as day, as gravity, that we have energy and I'm always protected. We're all made of energy. And I've got spirit. Yes, yes. And if you so, know, yeah. I, I, just, I know, I didn't know who it was, but I felt love. I went in the into Pixie's room and I just went (laughs) 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 and and, and I said thank you and I said a prayer and Mm. I knew it was just good energy I knew but people are so scared of this Nicola then started researching all the stuff about orbs I've had many orbs around me before have you know orbs are? yeah have you ever had them around you? have you seen them? yes and also what was aura work as well do you do a lot? Can you see people's auras surrounding? I, ha- I have done. Yeah, I have done. I, but I've switched off. So mm. at the moment, my penile gland's quite calcified. At the moment, oh okay. My third you eye needs to open up. Yeah, it does. It's um, it goes through stages. I can open. I'm, um, I'm quite atrophied, mm. and I've um, there's moments when I meditate more and I'm healthier living, and I focus on that, and I can see things. If I, it's conscious where energy goes flows energy goes if i really focus on it i could 
you see your aura now. I always say to Sean every time I'm in here, I, I feel the energy, don't I? It's quite powerful in this room. Especially his. I've got a semi right now. <laughs> <laughs> How's your semi? Strong. Yeah. Is it good? Strong. Uh, good one. <laughs> <laughs> How's your <shit? laughs> No one has ever asked strong James, enough. how is your semi? <laughs> uh, strong enough. Strong. Oh, Christ. <laughs> that, can you Mixed stop being so bloody gay? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Sick. Honestly, I'm you just disgusted can't even, with this gayness. You can't even make jokes about sex these days. Yeah. I went on True oh. Geordie and I was joking about getting my ass rammed by this woman with all these strap ons and they wouldn't fit. And, and like, <laughs> Two, two thirds of them are laughing their heads off, and the other third are like, How can he be saying this? It's Wild Man's tribute. This is disgusting. I'm not allowed to talk about gayness. My missus goes nuts. <laughs> I, I, was, I was saying, because we were talking about, before I come on, what we're going to, oh, hello, what we're going to talk about. And I was going to say, Well, so I talk about the showers. Oh, the <laughs> showers. Well, no, nothing happened. So Oh, the question we asked Tug of War, I would ask you the same. Did you... <laughs> Tug of War. Tug of War. He's a great, great artist um, who we interviewed not long ago. So, how did you... <laughs> Spit it out. Wank. I didn't. I didn't wank. I didn't have a wank. You didn't wank for no, four weeks. I'm not... It's funny. I'm not actually... I used to be very sexual, but I'm not... You didn't make a hole in the mattress. That's no, one of my suggestions. I or I what was, no, I did. <laughs> I did. I did. I mean, I, was, I, was, I did have a wank. Um... <laughs> I, it's funny, my um, my my cellmate. He said I'm going for a uh, Tommy Tank. No, he said I'm going for a a, a, a private a video call because you to his missus. Why does that mean I'll get a bit of a romantic time? Randy's <laughs> <laughs> really having a wank, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that was quite funny. Did, uh, did you think uh, about a podcast? Did uh, you? Uh, <laughs> the energy in the room. <laughs> <laughs> what was I going to say about that? Um, no, oh. I can't remember saying about that. Oh, I would. I, I'm. You know, I'm quite camp, and I'm like, you know, it's my my the old reading that fucking read. And my fight name was the reading. I was always a little bit camp as well. Mm. And I told, I think I told you this before. I got it from Roger Moore. He was a badass killer, double uh, seven, mm. but he was slightly camp with it. Mm. So not overtly, but that's why I kind of like that kind of darling. Aren't they looking out for a new Bond? Well, he know. You'd be perfect as yeah. Bond. In prison, I was going around w wolf whistling like Al Qaeda and jihadists, and I probably shouldn't have done that. Anyway, sorry, I've got a death wish. <laughs> oh, driving Toyotas. <laughs> I was like, uh, like remember the, oh. the, the IDF guy? I went, I went, swell, you know. And like the guy, the guy who said he was going to hit me up for fifty bags, I was like, yeah, uh, Christ, mm. <laughs> anything to keep busy. I liked him, Abby, actually. Weirdly, I, I quite liked him. Yeah, can't believe you almost cheated on me. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what did we? What were we just saying? You said about, I don't know. We just what, like what did you, off the beat. When you were on the subject of you, you said you did finally knock one out. Oh, knock one out. Yeah. Was that in your cell or was it in the shower? No, in, in my cell. No, I did in the shower. Sort that. We're in the prone position. What's the prone? What <laughs> is the prone? You know, because you, you weren't allowed. To, we had we talked about this last time. You oh, you want to hear? I was not horizontal. I took it to the shower. You weren't allowed to have a wank in. Have you not heard his bag? His handbag. Oh, going on a date. 
Going oh. on a date. Oh, is that what you call it? You take a picture of your missus, you tape it to the wall, and you bang one out. How often, tell me, I mean, I know we asked, you told me this before, did you actually, did you ever see rape? Did I see rape? No, they don't do it in front of you. Yeah. They do it in the blind spots. Did you hear people crying? Why have you? I no, heard no, stories no. of people, no, like no. like my mate T-Bone, big guy. I mean, we joke about all this stuff, and it's, <gasps> and it's funny, but I you mean- You have to go to a rape class in America to get taught how not to get raped? And what do they teach you there? They show you a video of predators in the day room. Young people come in, they're hungry. They take food from the predators. Predator says, now you've got to pay for the food. I've got no money. Well, you're going to get stabbed up. Well, how can I pay for the food? Go in that cell over and do, do whatever he says. And whilst they do that, then they're turned into prison prostitutes. It's not mm. coming back. It's called getting turned out or becoming a punk. Really? Mm. Yeah. So T-Bone told me he was on a run back in the day. When Arizona was really hardcore, that um, there was a smell of crap on the run from so many dudes getting raped. Crap on the what? There was a smell of crap on, like the, on the run. On the run? Uh, yeah, the run is the, the, the row of cells. A run oh. is a row of cells. <laughs> there was a smell of crap on the run from so many dudes getting raped. And he, he said, you know, these big guys at these... Um, it's a joke, but it's because it's really... It, it really bothers me. Yeah. I mean, I, I joke about it, and I feel quite disgusted at myself now, because it's, it's horrendous. He said they stuck shampoo bottles in people's asses. Um, what for? Lubricant. No, just torture. Torture, yeah. Zena, my other friend who's trans, Yeah. she said one person who didn't survive um, the day that he was gang raped, they put a light bulb in his... Wrecked yeah, him yeah, and, and kicked him, and made made bets on uh, on who could smash him first. Did he die? He didn't die, but he committed suicide afterwards. <sighs> yeah, yeah. No. yeah, yeah. It's like this this young lad next door to me. He's got a bit bullied. That's how I felt. I'm only in here for four weeks. I'm like yeah. trying my best to. Yeah. So a few of it. I feel, another young lad come up to me and he said, "Can you train me how to fight? I'm getting bullied." He was a postcode war. Yeah. And it's like, there was a lot of postcode in there. And, yeah. I said, yeah, I can train you, but I'm only Any in good? It. Hey? Did you give him a little go? A, a couple of classes, but he, they weren't serious. If they want to train, I'm going to train them properly. And they, they, they want to, after about 10 minutes, they're like, nah, I don't want to do this. You're too did, hardcore. Did, did you see him demonstrating on me in, in podcast one? No. You had me in a chokehold. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So I think we need to have a lesson, don't we? Jet, Jet, sir. Come on. Come on, Come on. Yeah, get in. Jet. Yeah. God, did you hear that? Oh, I, oh, I thought you were going in for a hug. <laughs> you smell nice. Oh. That was good. Oh, that was good. Oh. That was good. I felt a nice little, 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 little release there. That was good. That was good. Oh, brilliant. Oh. <laughs> Your turn next. Have you ever had a fight, you two? Have I ever had a fight? Yeah. Yes. Yes. I, I was a bit of a nightmare in my sort of late teens, That's early 20s. Rest. Yeah. <laughs> Give us, give us another arrest story. Uh, a fight one. Not the Israeli one. Why is Israeli? <laughs> 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 oh. What's this? What's this Israeli thing? Why are you laughing? Oh, well, I got arrested in Israel. <laughs> oh. Just for lockdown. Are you Jewish? This is recent. No. This is recent as well. <laughs> really? What happened? I was all right. But my partner who I was with, we were basically arguing. It was stupid. We were arguing in the streets in Israel. They picked us up, took us in. Simple as that. Um, 
the the guy took quite a liking to me. I was in a cell on my own. He left the door open so I could go in and out for cigarettes. My other half was in a cell next to me with heroin users. I was oh. shaking up and he had a pretty bad time. Mine was all right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the badass thing is he's a lawyer. <laughs> Sorry. I'm not <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, bad, bad times. <laughs> oh, yeah. Would you like to take a break, Alex, before we do viewer yes. questions? Yes, do that. Let's okay, do let's that, do yeah. that. Yes. Let's do that. Right. <laughs> Jen wants the office, uh, the annual Christmas party for the podcast. Uh, peeps it's about swingers club oh this is disgusting <laughs> you're telling, you're telling me that we're, uh, we'll be involved in now and red room time stamp beep, 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 beep that word out on red rooms <laughs> oh, we shouldn't be smiling no. No. it's not no. this is a joke right Jen you're not serious deadly <laughs> swingers, a swingers party I've never been so as an observer or a participant observer <laughs> To start yeah, come on. Why yeah. do you want to go as an observer? Why not? No, but why? Okay, yes, both. See what goes on, you know? Variety is the spice of life. All that jazz. To <laughs> <laughs> get the lay of the land before you take any action. Like, yes. Because you know? <laughs> if, if you go there and it's all, I'm not being funny, like fat, sweaty old men, I'm not exactly going to be interested. What if it's sexy, beautiful people? Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I did go to one, but not like... When I was a rocky broker, I was took to a place by another broker, a bearded man with a shotgun and a torch let us in. <laughs> Come in, lads. There was a lot of bearded fellows in there, and I was like, what's going on? And they're all smiling and blah, blah, blah. And then my mate was like, yeah, I'll see you, telling the women, I'll see you in the back rooms later on. Eventually, we went to the back rooms, and there was, <laughs> there was a woman getting gangbanged. And I think a husband was, it was a husband jacking off in the corner. This was explained to me later on what, what was going on. I was watching it. And these people lined up and that was the fantasy was to get, for her to get gangbanged in front of people on a birthday or whatever it was. Do you think that was hers or his? Maybe I think both. it was her. I think they said it was hers. I hope so. Yeah, I wonder if it's one of them's not the others. It's like, oh, um, Here's your birthday it's a bit present. awkward, Because <laughs> <laughs> he would be what? A cook if he was into that. I don't is that what know. it is? A cook. A cook. A cook. A cook. Cook. Cook old. Yeah. Cook yeah, holding, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I, I interviewed a woman, um, <laughs> Samantha Brown, actually, and she said, I, I, I just, I've only just learned all this. <laughs> Look at me like a BBC cook old. BBC? A BBC cook old. Do you know black. what this is, Joe? Big black cock. Yeah, but then the guy watching has to clean it up, and I'm like, clean it up? What with? His mouth. Not his mouth. Oh, no. yeah, 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 yeah. He, no. has to, he has to go down and suck it out. Ooh. <sighs> the job's we've got a dominatrix coming on next Thursday. Oh, yeah, yeah, I can't I've wait. I've been messaging Kez. her. It's, it's she actually um, put it out to later in the month, the oh, 21st. Shame, yeah, but she's she's good. She said she's looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this is our first dominatrix. Dominatrix. Are you yeah. a dominatrix? Oh, yeah. Look at the boots, man. I know, I was going to say. Are you a dominatrix? Are you a dominatrix? She's teaching me how to be one. 
<laughs> do, do you know, last time they were saying, uh, people were saying you were flirting with me. I've got a class in learning dominatrix techniques after the podcast if you want to come and join. <laughs> what tonight? I'm just making it up. <laughs> <laughs> Flirting, Jan. <laughs> Tell me, what's your most interesting guest you've ever had? You. Obviously, of course. Yeah. Wild uh, man. I've got to wild say wild man. man. Wild man. Yeah. He's still up there protecting us. This, we- outside of my best mate... We've we've got some very fascinating people who who, who have become guest favourites. Let's say one would be John Abbott, who was in a shootout in California. His brother died in that shootout. Goes to San Quentin Prison back in the seventies when it was fucking gladiator school. Arnold Schwarzenegger comes there to do a talk, and um, you've got like Ed Kemper in there, the serial killer Manson. All this shit's going on. He escapes. Gets in another shootout on the Canadian border with the Canadian police. Both of his crime partners get executed by the cops. And they almost execute him, but I think the, the gun jammed or something. And this guy speaks like oh, he's Christopher Walken. Brilliant guy. He's just so mild-mannered and, and just really Placid hard. and yeah. everything. Yeah. So he's a psychopath. Yeah. We did the psychopath test on him. What did he come up on that? He was kind of like... He, he's it. kind of like playing playing with our minds with it, wasn't he? <laughs> oh, really? So he's that clever? Yeah, he's very clever. The media labelled him as a James Bond supervillain trained in a Japanese martial arts with an IQ of like almost 200 or something. So tell me the psychopath test. Is it easy? We need to get that on Alex. Do you want me to do it on you? Yes. Is it quick? It is, yeah. Go on, go on. All right, well, we'll I've f- done it. We'll, we will do the um, <laughs> viewer questions after the psychopath test. And we've also got the narcissist test. <laughs> psychopath <laughs> test. <laughs> you got to a- answer what about sociopath? Honestly, sorry, Carol. You've got to test, all- test for all of them. Um, histronic, histronic personality disorder test. I know someone who might have that. <clears throat> <clears throat> Psychopathchannel4.com Where's the um, Where's the best one? Yeah, the one that's really like The reason why you were telling me about Wildman I said your most interesting guest And you you talked about Wildman being here And I I kind of alluded to earlier on About my dad being in the room With the orbs last night Yeah, yeah Um, We had a psychic Nicola called up a psychic She said it's my dad I instantly felt that energy I generally feel there are energies, and you had um, David Icke, he talks about this as well. You, I know you're quite popular on here. Um, I've researched the same stuff. I so believe there's malevolent and benevolent energies all around us. And this, just because we can't see them doesn't mean they're not there. Yeah. Yeah, there's different dimensions going on. There's, there's different uh, intelligent beings who are vying for control of us. That's why we get horrible thoughts. We'll have, I'm sure you have horrible thoughts about doing horrible things. But you don't do them. You might have it. I mean, you might get into some road rage. But then you, your common sense says don't do that. Yeah. But some people don't have that. They have more, and things like um, drugs can draw you more into one side, you know, more bad energy. And if you hand around bad people, you get more bad energy. Do you, do you not feel like... If I hang around, I feel like I'm a bit of an empath sometimes. I don't know whether you feel the same. If you hang around negative people, you almost take on their energy yeah, and feel it. And it makes you feel like shit. Or you hang around with positive people and you feel really uplifted. 
yeah. it's called an empath. Of course, of course. Everybody, everybody's like that. Mm. I mean, some people, and it's learning how to have a, like a force field against the negativity. A white, you, what was it? You should visualise a white bubble. That's what they teach you. I found a good one. I, um, <laughs> I definitely think there are very intelligent beings that are actually ruling this planet. Mm-hmm. And uh, and as you, and I, it's really interesting because David, I, I've just listened to the podcast you did with him the other day. Totally believe it. Um, they're ruling the what's really going on. So when I when I'm trying to fight the the courts to change the system, the tyranny, and there is tyranny, you know. Um, who am I to fight this? You know, there's 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 things beyond my control beyond my power but feel like i've got to do something we're part of a network of many people who are exposing what's going on bringing this to light because once you shine the light on it and the public get interested then changes get made and we have interviewed so many people at the forefront of exactly what you're saying we're running charities mm. prison charities we work with multiple prison charities traffic people charities all kinds and these are making real world changes so we're, we're, we're on top of that. That's part of our, our mission on this channel is to end the war on drugs, get the prison systems sorted out, and take money that you're pissing away on and putting kids in prisons for drug problems. Go after predators with that money and lock them up for longer. That's what we're saying. So this test is going to... <laughs> it's going to test you for psychopathy, antisocial personality disorder, narcissistic personality disorder, and histrionic personality disorder. Oh, that's the one I'm interested in, histrionic. Huh? All of them it's going to do at once. There's 42 questions. You got this. <clears throat> this is going to take a while. Good. <laughs> Number one. So if we do this at home. I can be very smooth, engaging, charming, slick. I can give a very self-conscious and confident impression. And it is hard to make me speechless. I can talk someone into the ground if needed. So, your responses are, doesn't apply to me, somewhat applies, fully applies. And this somewhat. Is, and this is, I think, the same with all the questions as well, so. Yeah, it is correct. Number two, I can be very self-assured, opinionated, even a braggart. Sometimes I might have an inflated view of my abilities and be cocky. And what's the what the doesn't answers? Doesn't apply to me. Somewhat applies. Fully applies to me. Doesn't. Number three, I can be shrewd, crafty, sly, and clever if needed. I can also be deceptive, unscrupulous, underhanded, manipulative, and dishonest. What is it? What's it? Somewhat doesn't. And what was it? So I'd say yay, nay, maybe. Nay. In my life, I have repeatedly used deceit and deception to cheat, con, defraud others for my personal gain. To be honest, often I don't have... Stop. If I'm a liar, I'm going to lie about all this. <laughs> um, this is bollocks, isn't it? This is total honesty. I know how to... Like, I'm, I'm not, am I, if I'm a psychopath, I'm not going to tell you that I'm a liar, am I? Uh, this is, what are you telling us right now? <laughs> I'm being honest. <laughs> Do you want me to stop the test? I think it's, I don't think it's, I, yeah, I can't see this is real. Okay. Because I'm, I'm going to, if I am a psychopath. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's about being true to yourself. Come, we can do it. Come on. Come on. All right. So in my life, I have repeatedly used deceived, um, deceit, deception to cheat, con, defraud others. Often I don't have much concern for the feelings and suffering of others. Not at all. 
Number five, I often don't feel much concern for possible losses or suffering of the persons I leave behind. Actually, I feel that some of them didn't deserve it. Not at all. People have told me that I can be quite cold to others. I can be and behave very gregarious, but still I don't have very warm feelings for the majority of people I'm surrounded with. Not at all. Is it easy? I would say that I have a lack of feelings towards people in general. I know that some people think I am cold, inconsiderate, or call me tactless. Not at all. If something goes wrong, I rarely take full responsibility, but tend to manipulate or to put the blame on others to divert from my own failures. Um, well, that's the one sometimes. Somewhat applies. Some, somewhat, yeah. At times, I feel a strong need for novel, thrilling, and exciting stimulation. Yep. <laughs> yep. I get bored... <laughs> this might, this <laughs> might result in me taking chances hmm. and doing things that are risky. I'd go right to the top with that one. Yeah, <laughs> fully applies to no. all of us. <laughs> yeah. Significant amounts of the money I have made, I have made by intentionally exploiting or manipulating others. With classic forms of work, I often feel a lack of motivation, a problem with my self-discipline, or to complete my responsibilities. No, not at all. There are times when I can't help to be irritable, annoying, impatient, to threatening to threaten others, be aggressive verbally or physically. I already found myself in several situations when I couldn't control my anger and temper anymore, leading to serious conflicts bands or friendships breaking up hmm. no i'm very controlled not at all i, I internalize it let's do 10 each oh fantastic <laughs> i have failed several times to develop and execute long-term plans and goals it would be fair to say that i live a nomadic existence and lack direction in life not at all right <laughs> I think I know this one, isn't it? Occasionally, I find myself in unpremeditated situations out of a lack of reflection or planning or consideration of the consequences of what I start with. It is hard for me to emotionally resist temptations, frustrations, and urges. I have a tendency to uh, rash, to act unpredictable, erratic, and re reckless. <laughs> Jail, hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes. Somewhat. <laughs> <laughs> That's generous. <laughs> <laughs> I can have hard times. Sorry, I can have hard times to fulfil or honour obligations and commitments such as paying bills or loans. Basically, getting into debt. Mm, sometimes. Mm. I remember lying, stealing, cheating, bullying, fire setting. Wow, Ooh. or vandalising before I was thirteen. By then. Also already been drunk for the first time, or used drug, or had sex. Oh, God, this is a mouthful. If I had, if I had already been running away from at home or before that age, is another reason to click applies. Um, I did some of that. Yeah, me too. We all did. Yeah, I'm running away. Ten minutes later, it's cold. I'm going home. <laughs> <laughs> Between the ages of 13 to 18, I had problems related to crimes, exploitation, aggression, manipulation, or out of a lack of empathy. No. No. In my life, in my life, sorry, I have already had an experience of a probation or other condition, <laughs> conditional release being revoked due to technical violations such as careless, uh, carelessness, low deliberation, or failing to appear. So I've been in prison, so how does that work? <laughs> Somewhat. Yeah. 
It's hard for me to commit to long-term relationships. Compared to others, the commitments I make are relatively inconsistent, undependable, and unreliable. No, I'm good at that. No, very committed man. Lovely. I have a hard, it's a similar one. I have hard times committing to romantic relationships or don't even want them. I have had many brief relations and affairs. No. I've had lots of affairs. Does affair mean being unfaithful? Yeah. Well, I have, but not recently, not for years and years. He's a somewhat, isn't he? Somewhat. Somewhat. In my life, I did many things that could be considered criminal by a court. Even <laughs> right, <laughs> I'm just going straight. Applies to me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Yep. Ten. Oh. Yeah. Next one is. I think that I have a certain awareness of weak spots in our system and our society. Applies. Full on. Yes. I often exaggerate my achievements and talents. I expect people to show respect or even accept me as a superior, regardless of me having commensurate achievements or not. Hmm. So I've gone, I, I used to, but now I've gone completely against that now. So I'm reformed. So would that be somewhat? Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I find myself fantasizing. I bet you do. <laughs> About, about, not, sex, not swingers club. <laughs> the swingers Christmas day. Swingers through crime podcast annual swingers Christmas party. Sometimes I find myself fantasizing about unlimited success, power, brilliance, beauty, and ideal love. Yes, <laughs> oh. I like that one. Yeah, that's a nice one. <laughs> I would think that I am special and unique. You are special. I prefer to associate with people of similar status and or think that only they can fully understand me. Mm. Somewhat. Admiration is something I can never get enough of. (laughs) (laughs) All hail. (laughs) At times, I actively look out for it and can feel bad if I don't receive it. Um, sometimes. We all like some admiration. Yeah. I can be very disappointed or even angry if I am not treated the way I was expecting it or if things don't go my way as I was expecting it. I can often get what? You will be disappointed or angry. If things don't go your own way. If things don't go sometimes, your way. Sometimes, sometimes. Yeah. I can be quite envious of others podcast was (laughs) or sometimes i can't help the feeling that others are envious of myself Mm, yeah all the time fully fully. i know from myself that i can be quite arrogant and haughty at times i said naughty (laughs) (laughs) you what haughty Haughty, um looking down upon others like above down yeah 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 disdain i learned the word today Every day's a school day. I like school. Well, what is the definition of haughty? Can anyone, are there any fact checkers in the room? Is it? Uh, James the Wordsmith. Doesn't, yeah. even, doesn't even go Inflated ego. Now. Inflated ego. Ah. Um, do you want me to reread that one? Yeah, that's fine. 
I know for myself that I can be quite arrogant and haughty at times. You should change that to Just sometimes. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. No. Doesn't apply at all. My behaviour or the way I feel is different from what is expected or accepted in the culture I grew up in. At least two of the following areas. My behaviour or the way I feel is different from what I expected or accepted in the culture I grew up in. At least two of these following areas. So you only need two of these to qualify for a full. The way I perceive and interpret things, people and events. Yes. The range, intensity of my effects or the appropriateness in the way I display my emotions. Yes. Control over my impulses and gratification of my needs. Yes. All right, you qualify. <laughs> Let's stop there. For the applause. The deviation mentioned in question 29 <laughs> either feels completely justified to me, and when it doesn't, it is anything else than easy for me to take another perspective or to adapt my behaviour to fit in. Are you a bit of a chameleon? Very much so. Yeah, yeah. The deviations mentioned are not restricted to just one trigger, triggering stimulus, but can affect a range of personal and social situations. If you answered 29 with doesn't apply, select it here as well. It's quite a complicated one. What was 29? The last one. Yeah. The last so one, we had full. The deviation mentioned either feels completely justified to me, and when it doesn't, is it, it is anything else than easy for me to adapt, to take another perspective, or to adapt my behaviour to fit in? It's easy for me to adapt my behaviour to fit in. Yeah. Uh, um, no, it's not. Uh, Personal social situation. So, so yeah, I'd say that was chameleon. So what? So what are the answers? Well, there's no answers. Oh, uh, uh, what? Um, what are the options? <laughs> yeah, sorry. Uh, doesn't apply to me. Somewhat applies. Fully applies to me. Somewhat. Somewhat. Okay. Referring to thirty. I'll oh, stop referring back now. No. <laughs> no. The fact that my relationships or certain situations can be affected by my difficulties to adapt is causing me distress and has a diverse impact on my social environment at times. So, the fact that my relationships or certain situations can be affected by my difficulties to adapt is causing me distress. So, you, do you struggle to adapt, and does it cause you stress? It causes um, me stress, but I do. I can adapt. Yeah. So, I would say that that doesn't apply to you then. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. My first memories of feeling or behaving differently, as mentioned in question nine. Stop it. Go back to my late childhood or adolescence. So, your first memories of feeling or behaving differently go back to your late childhood or adolescence, do they? Yes. So, we would say fully applies. Yes. Yes. I don't suffer from organic brain diseases, injuries or dysfunctions. <laughs> 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 yes <laughs> I do You do Tell me more What's that Tell me more What my What d d uh, Injuries Yes because it says The answer I've had I have I had or have Such problems I'm not sure Yes I don't I have had I've got all of them Wow Yeah I'm bashed up Bashed up I've had To feel good In a group of people I need attention Just listening for a long time Makes me feel uncomfortable um, Are you a good listener? Sometimes, yes, yeah. I am. But sometimes, yeah. Sometimes you get a bit switch off. Yes, yeah, I get that. 
Why do I get these questions? My interactions with others often have a sexually seductive or provocative Read undertone. No <laughs> what do you think? Mm. <laughs> Fully applies. <laughs> Uh, my emotions can shift rapidly. Maybe that's because of a matter of fact. They don't usually uh, don't go very deep. Um, no, that's not true. No, so it doesn't apply. No. I give lots of attention to my physical appearance to draw positive attention to myself. Hmm, sometimes. Yeah. In my speech, I emphasize emotions and impressions over detail. Definitely. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, I tend to dramatise and exaggerate my display of emotions and can be quite theatrical. Right, yeah. You're going fully applies, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, we're nearly there, 40. Okay. Uh, certain circumstances or people have a strong influence on me to the extent that I might change my plans or goal. I'd call myself suggestible. Um, sometimes. Yeah. Right, you've got the last four. Lucky you. Okay, let's see. Sometimes I am unsure whether the relationships I have are as intimate as I consider them to be. But then I am not sure if I really need the full amount of depth. If I don't feel right, I might as well move on to surround myself with people who appreciate me more. True. True. Generally, I am hungry for excitement and good entertainment. And to be True. honest, I love situations where I'm the centre of attention. <laughs> Sex. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> How much? <laughs> Do you identify as male, female or other? Male. Age? 46. I live in Europe. Europe. Well, we're not in Europe anymore, but don't have the UK option. Oh, so. we're not in Europe anymore. Mm. All right. Do you live with? Um, oh, we know this. At home with my own family. Yeah. 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 If you answered yes to the previous question, blah, 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 blah. what's that? Are you currently have any personal problems? Do you currently have any personal problems bothering you? Uh, yes. So, no, I'm very fine. Yes, but not burdening. Yes, some problems, but I can deal with them. Yes, quite, some quite, some... Since quite some time. Yes, and quite difficult ones. Yes, and quite difficult ones. Very honest. And okay. I agree. Yeah. If you answered yes to the previous question related to problems, do you think that your problems might be related to you having a psychopathic, antisocial, narcissistic, or histrionic personality disorder? No. Ooh. Which of the following categories describes... Oh, are you currently undergoing psychotherapy? Sex, sex therapy? Or counselling? What's sex therapy? So it is... When you go to talk to a therapist about sex, and sometimes couples go there because they're I'm having trouble not sort having of... not any therapy at the moment. No. Is that like what Russell Brand did when he had sex addiction? He went to a sex therapist? Yeah, yeah. Got you. So that's no. Which of the following categories describes your primary occupation? Ooh. Ooh. Other. Well, it's not IT. It's management. It's health, mm. isn't it? Do you think health? 
Health services are related, social, scientific, education, kids, like, teaching. camps and stuff. That's correct, yeah. So education? Education or health? Health. Health services are related. Okay. My self-assessment on possibly having a psycho, antisocial, narcissistic or histrionic personality disorder... Do you believe you don't have a problem? You have little traits such as a disorder. I think I might indeed have such a disorder. I'm relatively sure of having such a disorder. I'm very sure I have such a disorder. I don't think I have a disorder. I don't have a problem with it. Click analyse. After that, the result will be displayed if the questionnaire was completed. Let's have a look. Am I a psychopath? So we're, we're going to cut from the first question to the last question. <laughs> I, oh, shit. Right. There is no clear indication that you might have a psychopathic antisocial personality disorder. There you go. You reached, however, 75% in other relevant traits. Oh, go on. That can indicate this personality disorder. You might have certain traits of antisocial or psychopathic personalities, but certainly not in a form that would justify a personality disorder diagnosis according to the... So like you mentioned standards. earlier, you had these thoughts, you know, everyone's got these yeah. thoughts, um, do get, well, gets horrible thoughts, should I say, and doesn't act on them. That, this is this is where this came from. Uh, um, I'll not give you the full result yet. Oh, go on, go on. <laughs> you see, you score 11 out of 38 for psychopathy. Right, okay. Narcissism next. Yeah. There are strong indications that you might have a narcissistic personality disorder. That there are slight differences between the major diagnostic manuals in how to diagnose a narcissistic personality disorder with the ICD-10 manual stating that a person may only be diagnosed with a NPD if she, he does not meet the diagnostic criteria for a dissocial and brackets antisocial psychopathic histrionic or any of the other personalities at the same time for the dsm blah 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 um, anyway you score six out of nine on that one well, that's quite high you're a slight now is that is that slight now is that a problem mm. of being a narcissist no. Because, no no but no why ask that because if you want to be great at something you've got to have that self-belief if, aren't is someone yeah. like muhammad ali is he a narcissist yes we wouldn't be here if we weren't all narcissists <laughs> well somewhat yeah <laughs> but because it's always considered negative <laughs> isn't it yeah it is but they, they've um, got a bad rap narcs yeah i'm terrible yeah. always looking at my reflection in the mirror terrible yeah. shop windows Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's can't we said that because you can make, make people feel shit about themselves. I mean, I'm, I feel I love myself, mm. and I I think it's very important. I mean, uh, I think that's the most one of the major things I've learned to do is to start really loving myself. When there's so much insecurity in the world, yeah. self love yeah. is a good thing. We need to. It's you a love yourself. Thing. We can love anyone else. Histrionic next. Oh, this is interesting. There are strong indications that you might have a histrionic personality disorder. Wow. There is, however, no scientific test to confirm this diagnosis other than to verify the symptoms by subjective means. Thus, some people may be wrongly diagnosed as having this disorder, while others with the disorder may not be diagnosed, with the result that treatment is often only prompted by depression associated with dissolved romantic relationships. Mm. That's when I go off the rails, when romantic relationships have dissolved. So it, it, it comes and goes at different stages when it's nudged. Yes, it's waiting to be activated. Like a bad relationship. Yeah. Medication mm. does little to affect this personality disorder. It may be helpful with symptoms such as depression. Psychotherapy may be of benefit, blah, blah, blah. So, with that one then, you meet 60% 
of the range of general personality disorder. This further indicates that you might have to deal with a severe personality disorder. Thus, we strongly recommend you seek a professional diagnosis to be sure what exactly you're dealing with here. It might turn out to be useful to print this mm. test, blah, 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 and take it to a psychotherapist. I actually have. I haven't yeah. done okay. that one, though, so that's yeah. interesting. I had all these tests before that uh, uh, went to the Harley Street, um, some mental quack, um, and he did all this sort of stuff. That's when they uh, diagnosed me with Asperger's. Histrionic personality disorder meaning? I can tell you all about this one. I know all about it. In a person with histrionic personality disorder, self-esteem depends on the approval of others. People with this disorder have an overwhelming desire to be noticed. Mm and often behave dramatically or inappropriately to get attention. I've done a bit of that as well. Mm. Yeah. They're highly sexualized. I think I talked about this last time. Yeah. They're extremely, they manipulative. I mean, these are the extreme, extreme examples. Yeah. yeah. Mm. It's, uh, oh, wow, that's interesting. Oh, there we go. So what are these questions? Oh, yeah, the viewer questions then are... For, all right, so huge thank you to all the people on the social media platforms that have posted questions for Alex, and we are bringing them to you now. So, Alex Spencer. Oh, Spencer. I would like to let Alex know that from his last podcast, he really won me over ah. regarding his character. Thank you. I had a judgment that he totally proved me wrong on. He really is a decent bloke. All the best. Cheers, Spencer. Tara A., Tara. Tara. I would ask Alex, what tips does he have for Katie on how to survive prison? <laughs> I did not see that one coming. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, the eighth crash, the ninth crash, it's inevitable, isn't it, if she survives? Um, as I said, it could be, um, it's not for me to judge, but it could be, as I thought prison was for me, I didn't think at the time, it was a, it was a blessing for me. Yeah. Yeah, I am. Um, yeah. Fancy Fortnite Games is asking the general public would have been locked up by now. I think it's referring to Casey. Yeah. How long? How has she managed to get away with this for so long? That's what I would like to ask. We said we we kind of um, alluded to that earlier on the corruption of the the system. That's an interesting. One. How um. Mm. How, and it, I wasn't saying that about necessarily her applying to her, but to so many different people. So many help the rich bank go bankrupt and end up richer. Yeah, and I was again not applying to her who happens to be bankrupt. <laughs> but um, yeah, there's a corrupt something going on here. More one law for people with money, picture. one law for the poor. Yeah, and Leonard Cohen. What that in his lyrics and one also. everybody knows <laughs> <laughs> Corin White hi Corin I'm looking forward to this one I'd like to ask Alex a question please I'm genuinely wondering what is it about Katie Price that is initially so attractive to men but then it all goes so horribly wrong 
I don't know. I, I think don't you want know. to carry that one on. I, I, um, it, it seems to follow a pattern of her jumping into a relationship quickly, declaring him the one, merching it, then all over social media, rushing into engagement marriage, but then it goes disastrously wrong. We can all see the pattern, but she, it seems she never seems to learn. Is she learning or is it, is it a strategy, a business strategy? Hmm. I'd rather not say. Okay. I know what I think. Yeah, just it's probably just as well. Yeah. Um, there's a similar one, though, actually, from Lauren Victoria Jones. How and why does her relationship start so magically end in tatters every time? Do you think her personality will ever calm down? I imagine you want to skip that one as well. Yeah. Say that again. Um, do you think her personality will ever calm down? Oh. <laughs> you tape. What would you think? You tape. What do you think? What do you think? Huh? I don't know. I guess. Come on, you d- you do know. I think she needs a bit of therapy. Will it calm down? The I therapy? hope so. Because when she won, you know, that Mum of the Year and all that, it's, it seems oh. to be on the right path. It's just gone a bit bit a while again. Thought you think it'll calm down with age? Yeah. Oh yeah. Hmm. Or if you know this trial goes horribly wrong, I think someone's—it's—it's—it's it's, um, it's getting so serious now. I think responsible people need to step in because it's um, you know hmm. people's lives are at danger. Definitely, definitely, that's the bottom and line in many different aspects. Dylan Sharp wants to Not know. Not a Katie question. <laughs> what advice would you give? To first-time inmates. First-time mates? Inmates. Going to prison for the first time. People going, prison survival advice. Right. Okay, that's a good one. Um, It's it's a bit like Goldilocks and Free Bears. You don't want to be too... You don't want the porridge too cold or too hot. You want it just right. So when you're going in, you like the whole peacocking thing. Look at me. I'm bad. You don't want to do too much of that. Because you can attract the wrong attention. You've got to get it just right and just be relaxed in yourself. Which is, to, how's it, how can you be relaxed when you're with murderers, rapists, you know, terrorists, gangbangers, people who you could get killed for 50 quid? Mm-hmm. I'm not talking grand, I'm talking pounds, crackers. You've got to kind of try and be relaxed and just try and form the right, um, keep your head down, which is, which everyone says, but, so, yeah, try and keep your head down. I mean, as much as it was difficult for me to keep my head down because everyone knew who I was, I was in all the papers and everyone was showing me the papers I was in, I, I did actually got myself into a routine with my training and people started to just leave me alone. Oh, that's Alex Reed, that's his training. Keep your head down, find out who's who, get into a routine, keep your fitness up. Don't be a drama queen. Yeah. Don't be bragging about your crimes. Billion percent, yeah. Yeah, be a bit humble. Otherwise, <laughs> you will be reduced. Your ego will be flattened very rapidly. Why I was talking about the, the peacocking thing, because like, I saw fights every day for people who were like, who are you fucking looking at? Are you fucking looking at? I'm like, and I'll be like, I'm walking around, no problem at all. You know, even these, these dangerous people. It's a minefield, isn't it? Yeah. What star sign are you? 
So well, it's only I'm cancer, but that's only, <laughs> I'm cancer, but that's only half of it, isn't it? Because you got your rising sign. And and this is the other crazy thing with the new the ancient Babylon calendar. Now they're saying there's 13 star signs, not. not I know. So I it's don't crazy, know how it works it? now. Yeah, I yeah. think I'm still still falling to the Gemini category. James Miles has asked, <laughs> "Who was your toughest MMA fight against?" Um, it would probably be um. Me, <laughs> me. Brilliant. I really. I mean, I'd, I'd say about that. I mean, I've just struggled. I could go through lots of different people, like Lee Murray, Tom Watson, Mark Weir. There was quite fierce battles, um, backwards and forwards. But ultimately, it's always me, because if I'm on, if I believe in myself and I love myself and I like myself and. I've got my histrionic personality disorder traits going on. I'm great. That's when it's good to be a narcissist. Yeah. Yeah. I am the greatest. Yeah, come on. Can I have those traits come out now? They're not, they're not necessarily negative. They can be a positive. Definitely. Definitely. There is a time to be a killer when you're about to, in the arena. You know, you want to, you, you don't want to be a pansy or a pussycat. How does that feel just getting into the arena with that psyched up killer mindset? Uh, I was never really saying that. I was never a killer. I've never actually wanted to hurt anybody. But you're going to war, aren't you? Like yeah. professionally. Yeah. What's but your, I mean, what's your walk on song? Prepared to. Uh, Sorry. It would be. Do 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 Yes. Oh, actually, I walked out. I walked out once to Roxanne, and I sung it. By I think I remember. Roxanne, yeah. You don't have to pull out the, the red, red light. Came out with drag queens, and I thought, "Fuck you, media." Yeah, yeah, totally. Own <laughs> it and fucking. Yeah, yeah, do you know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. It was good then. That was that was fun. Flamethrowers, stilt walkers. Hell yeah! That was that was good. Did you miss that? Um. Yes and no. Yes and no. I'm a different person. I mean, do you, do you see yourselves as different people now? Totally. Yeah. Uh, do you know what? I'm aiming, I'm facing this way, like I'm not facing you, like this is the audience. <laughs> I'm used to <laughs> Hi. <laughs> uh, I look at you guys now. I, 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 that's, the, that's, the TV, that's the TV thing I'm talking about. It's, uh, I mean, because we are now new media. TV, TV's dinosaur I'm still media. going in the old media. I <laughs> talked about the old media. I'm like, yeah, I was just up for something which I didn't get, which was frustrating. I, I wonder if that's because I was too political. Yeah. Mm. And, um, yeah, that makes me a bit sad. But we have a whole new generation of people now. Like I said, my daughter will be looking at this stuff one day. Both, both of them. Mm. This is the new world. I think it was you who was telling me, don't worry about the TV stuff. This is the new media. Mm. Um, Instagram, YouTube. TikTok. I don't, TikTok. <laughs> I mean, I, I've, I've got a TikTok account. I don't really use it. You only recently, my media lady there is sorting yeah. me out. I've been doing schools talks, Alex, and I say to the audience, 200 kids, put your hand up if you're on YouTube. Quarter of the hands went up. Wow, put your hand up if you're on TikTok. Every single yeah, hand, yeah. that's why big. And, and it, it, I don't yeah. understand the money side <laughs> of it though, how you monetize it and everything. I mean, and I've just started to get my, I mean, I've got my YouTube channel, Alex Reed Talks. Um, will come and follow me, please. I was just starting to, I'm gonna put in out, I'm putting out some really good stuff. I've got all this gunpowder in information ready to release are um, you going to be filming at home all over the place yeah all over the place yeah, I've Brilliant. got um, loads of funky ideas um, 
and I'm, I'm hungry. When I was yeah. a kid, I used to get my toys and I'd like make little films and like, but now you can, I was I loved editing and filming and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and you're, are you working on your book with Jamie Boyle? Yeah. I mean, I haven't a hundred percent with Jamie Boyle. I mean, I'm, I've, ri- I've already written my, I like Jamie. He's a great, great guy. guy yeah. He's a great guy. And I might, I'm still weighing options. Shout um, out War Cry Publishing. Yes. Um, yeah, the, the, I'm thinking of possibly doing it myself. I'm quite, I'm quite good. I'm quite literate. I'm, I'm intelligent. I'm articulate. I need, I'm not, I've not done this before, so I need someone to hold my hand, but why not? Who can tell my story better than myself? Exactly. You just got to put the hours in to write it down. That's, that is the thing. That's the thing. Like the discipline, the, mm. the, the why I liked prison because I had no choice. I had to do what, uh, get set out to routine. And that was, that routine gave me some comfort. And um, now I'm out, I feel, a, I felt a bit lost. So he's getting that routine. And why can't I have that same drive I had in prison to do outside? Distractions. I, mm. Distractions. I mean, obviously I've got a baby. It's, it's, she's lovely, but she's bloody distracting. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I've got, How I much sleep do you get at night? Um, I'm quite good. Nicola's very lovely. She yeah. does pretty much all the night feeds. When she's so, t- initially we were taking it in turns. But when I'm trying to focus and make some money for the family, um, knocking on doors, doing what I do, um, I just couldn't do it. I was shattered. So she, I said, babe, I can't do this. I'm, I'm dying. You know, so she's wonderful. That, that's great. So it's having that focus I had in prison outside, you know, and it's just one page a day. That's all you need. I don't know when you, when you've written your books, how did you, did you find it hard? And you, you guys, oh, it's a double barrel question. Um, I see how hard you work. You've done an interview already this morning. You go, you do last night, you were doing a, uh, live five, stream five last night yeah i'm like you you work you work you graft yeah. you work you know you're successful I, I don't know so much about yourself but i'm not saying that i don't know what you do regarding around this whole industry but you have to work at it mm-hmm. don't you it takes a lot of headspace jen's organic cotton clothing business takes, takes a lot of work yeah and she's got employees and do you feel Victoria, shout out to Victoria? <laughs> do you guys do you feel the stress? Do you feel the stress yes. if if like uh, to pay bills? Are you you got past that point? Like I mean, I got. I'm trying to qualify to buy my house right now. That's what the stress I'm under. Mm. Average house price in Guildford is 600k. Yeah, so the banks are like, <laughs> and that from all of this sort of stuff. From all my business, I've, I've got a publishing company, book publishing company, I've got the YouTube, and I've got public speaking, so I've got three businesses I'm running. You're so a relentless worker. Th- that's why Wildman called me the robot. You do feel mm. that, is, I mean, but you're driven to get up. And yeah. Is it, though, this is the difference about slavery. I mean, it's in weird, I felt more free in prison than I did outside. This is fucked up. From the daily grind. Yeah, I'm like, because I, I can relax. <sighs> Much as I love my missus, she does moan. <laughs> <laughs> Get a cell on your own. Oh, and I, just kick back. Yeah, but that that actually weirdly, I, that would have been nice in one respect. But it was actually quite nice. I'm here for four weeks. I get to learn and study different people. Yeah, I said one of the most peaceful places in my recent history where I had harmony was in the Big Brother house. And there was, what was there, 20 people? But there was like 20 million people watching us at one point. Did million. you feel the cameras on you in there? Uh, you 
Yeah, it's you do, yeah. but yeah. then you uh, you can't. After a while, you you just end up relaxing. Yeah, and all you've got because you've got no outside interference, um, no newspapers or outside what's going on in the world, is communion, and that's nice. Yeah. That's what is actually nice. You get to l- listen, actually listen, and talk. And I was listening to people and t- and t- understanding what they're all about, understanding different cultures, different religions, and I would talk to absolutely everybody. Prison is the best education in psychology and addiction you could possibly get. Just hearing all the stories. Yeah. Did you find you had compassion where you were? So before I got arrested, like when I, when I was a kid, my drugs education was, um, here is your brain on drugs and they showed eggs frying in a pan. And then they showed like these heroin addicts living under bridges and stuff. And <laughs> like they'd trolls. Get, yeah. <laughs> like trolls. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought a heroin addict was like a troll just out stealing and, and Robin and, and, and then you get in there and 90% of the people approximately, the majority were injecting heroin. And I started speaking to them, you know what, you know, and to trying to get an understanding of what, why they were doing this to themselves because yeah. they were going to die. From same, it. same. Molested as kids. Yeah. Majority of them thrown away as kids, didn't have any parents, raised on the street. Yeah. Such a, su- suffered such horrendous childhood trauma. They didn't have the tools to deal with it. And the only way to bury that pain was to get on the hardest core drug, which was heroin, which would put them out of it. So they didn't have to think about those fucking horrendous things that happened to them when they were kids. And society treats them like shit. And they throw them in these nasty places, which, which compounds yeah. the suffering. Yeah. yeah. And we wonder why they're, they're doing drugs <laughs> in there as well. This is what, I, the pain I had in there and I felt such guilt for being out. Yeah, yeah. I felt guilty. I felt, I actually felt like I should stay in and help these guys. Mm-hmm. Oh, what the fuck? I'm going to go, I've got, I mean, I had to get out. I've got my little girl and I'm, so I'm not going to, um, but isn't that crazy? Yeah. You see all this pain. I started writing about some of them and it was put, getting put online while I was still in and they all came up to me individually at the end when I was about to get released. You know, you're still going to write to me. You're still going to do this and that and, you see a lot of guys say, yeah, I'm going to help you when I get out. I'm going to send you some money to spend, some books to read. But you never hear from them again until six months later when they're just rearrested for drugs. It's a revolving door. That's that cycle of addiction. It's too hard for most of them to break. And as soon as they come back to the prison, £60,000 per year per person. Do, do say that again. Taxpayers' money. Taxpayers' money. To the prison, 60000 That's just one of the contracts. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's why it's an industry and it's got an incentive to not correct people, to break them and allow it to be drug and gang infested mayhem because they'll, they'll keep coming right back. So what, how do some people, is it just money, get away money. with it? Money. Money, that's all it is. It's all money. Money. Tens of billions a year so are the private money. prison contracts right now alone. Exactly. And there are hundreds of corporations profiting from this, like telephone contracts, food, barbed wire, you name it, razor wire, everything. Where do we, uh, we already said, we're doing our best to try and change this by even just talking about this now. Mm-hmm. And if anyone needs any help um, in the family courts, I have an organisation, the Bob Reed Foundation, where we help people go through in the most dire situations, not knowing what to do. Mm-hmm. I lost everything I have in the family courts. Um, uh, I shouldn't have said that much. That's as much as I can say. But if you need help with that, my point is the it's business modeled and it's to, to at the sufferings like there's companies like CMS child maintenance service which it's it doesn't make sense how they can exist because they're there to help children but they don't profit unless they have a uh, collect and pay and they take uh, 25% of the paying parents wages so hang on so they actually the way they get their money is to actually promote um, 
parental alienation. Because if we've both got a child and we both say it 50-50, they don't get anything. So what they do is they, they encourage you to stop me seeing the child or to have the child more than 60s. I don't know the exact, the exact percentage. And then oh, I've got to pay all this money to see my child. Hang on, what's going on? And then, and then get this, this, I've, I don't know if I told you this before. There is more than three suicides a day directly related. This is from government facts and figures that can prove it evidentially backed due to fictitious arrears from CMS. Mm. This costs the taxpayer 1.7 million per suicide mm. every single day, three of those a day. This cannot go on. No. It doesn't make sense. The absolute misery that's being caused. And I'm like, <laughs> there's one guy, um, is, is an ex veteran because, um, on MX Army, I've got a lot of army guys on board. He, he went to prison, was put in prison because he didn't pay a child maintenance service. He said, it's not my child. Give me a DNA test. They refused him a DNA test. They kicked him in prison. So he went to prison for about three, four weeks. And then he, he finally did get a DNA test and he got refunded the money he'd all paid, but he only got a hundred pounds compensation, but they pretty much ruined his life. So they might, this is, I'll go on and on. And I'm, mm. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of get myself, I kind of get bored about these stories that reiterate in my head because when I go home, I'll be getting emails and messages and I go through this sort of stuff to try and help people and give them some advice. Um, but how, who am I to be able to change this system? You know, who are you? Who are all of us? There's so much corruption. And I think, let me get all heavy and spiritual, like the benevolent and the malevolent beings, which are really running the show, the secret societies. As, what is that, um, David Icke says, the, the, the ruling elite, or is it the, the, the organization or the cult? The cult, he calls it. Kind of get it. I kind of get it. I was quite, I'm using his terminology because I know you're, I'm fair with him and he's just been on here. Are you a like, David Icke friend, fan? Definitely. DavidArt.com. <laughs> yeah. Iconic. So yeah, I'm like, how do we do it? How do we change? How do we stop this tyranny? I mean, I've actually stopped. I've actually had um, gangsters, proper heavy dudes um, in our in our network who have involved not in my network in in that been suffering by the family courts not seeing their children um, for whatever reason and they've wanted to go and get heavy on CMS and CSA and what no guys don't do that don't do that that's going to create a real shitstorm and create it's just going to playing right into the hands they can create a, government will create emergency um, laws to come in and clamp down and rule with an iron fist and take more of our liberties away you know I mean it, it, it's frustrating. So I'm stopping as much as I sympathise with them. I don't sympathise them being gangsters and doing bad things like that. But I sympathise with them not getting the, the way they usually get stuff done is with the, with an iron fist. But they're these, these gangsters are dealing with the biggest gangsters in the world, the British government. Well, what <laughs> David says. I mean, there's so many people in politics, but David says it's only the psychopaths that rise up to the top. Mm. So you got the psychopaths rise up to the top. They're in charge of the taxpayers' money, yeah. which is just a feeding trough of billions and billions and billions and billions. So if you're in charge of billions and billions and billions, who are you going to give those contracts to? 
your, bod- your buddies, your buddies, yeah. and your buddies are going to kick back with political contributions. Oh, what's keep going on with the oil rolling. at the moment? With the with the gas, oh, the petrol, isn't it? I the dri- mean, the drivers, yeah. The oil. I mean, oh, we've got an oil sh- petrol shortage. I'm sure when this comes out, it, we won't be worried about this. But you know about what's really going. I'm sure it's the drivers we've got a shortage up. of. Is it? Yeah. And I, I don't think it is. There's no petrol shortage in the States. There's no petrol shortage here. Oh. <laughs> is it? Is it? Do you not know what's really going on with the petrol? Is it to get the prices up? Well, the, 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 BP. the BP have got all this oil they need to get rid of. Mm. And they can't get rid of it. Oh, uh, I'm going to get demonetized. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shut up now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I did lose my channel twice this year, Alex. I, can't I don't know if you're aware of this. I just, but, uh, with I just, a certain, we only yeah. got half of it back. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Uh, uh, getting carried away. But th- there's corruption. That's what I'm going to say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When you've uh, got you go- that much money... I mean, let's not even go on the other thing that goes on in the world. No, we oh. can't go with that at yeah. all. At all. Absolutely yeah. not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I think you'll get our drift. Yeah. I, I wonder if... I thought you wouldn't know about that sort of stuff. I mean, the, the, the latter, the previous thing with the... Um, Economics. Gonna, the economics, that's the, my thing, the stock market. No, I follow it all the time. No, no, not that with The gas um, and the petrol. Yeah, but I wasn't... I've, let's not talk about that anymore. Okay. <laughs> Just in case... Mr. BP. <laughs> frustrates me, though. It frustrates me. And is it wrong? I mean, like, I've, I've stopped people from, uh, and not just me, but uh, my people have said, please, don't, guys, don't do that. Mm. Don't, you know, a revolution. People want a revolution because they're sick and tired of what's going on. But look what happens whenever there's a revolution. The people at the head of the revolution promise the world, but once they get in power and they get in charge of the billions of dollars of taxpayers' money... Their power just changes us and someone else corrupts. It gets even worse. Yeah, and it's just human nature, which is immutable. Immutable, what's that mean? You can't change it. Immutable. Yeah. It's another word today. <laughs> what's the first word? Haughty. Haughty immutable. Haughty. Stop being so haughty. <laughs> so haughty is... Um, James is, uh, is the haughty man. <laughs> Arrogant. Yeah, looking down at people. Haughty. Haughty. So stop being so immutably haughtable. <laughs> haughty, yeah. Now you're being supercilious. <laughs> <laughs> supercilious James supercilious <laughs> so yeah I mean with, with all of this you, do you not get frustrated I see people talking about um, conspiracy theories what's going on getting in quite depth now what's going on in the world and, yeah. and they're doing it on YouTube I mean, how come mm. there's do they not get the Get, take would it how would it work if once we should, you get so many subscribers for example we lost our channel twice because 60 million people had watched those videos on that case we're no longer allowed to talk about with the guy who can't sweat and his buddy over in america so we lost uh like half the channel basically but, but that's because 60 million people watched them if you've got if, if, you, if you've got a smaller channel you can yeah. say whatever you want until you reach a point of reaching the masses Got you. That's, and then, why, yeah, and that's then, why I'm seeing stuff. I'm still seeing stuff. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, uh, yeah. Have you, have you seen anything on the podcast wars <laughs> uh, between? Um, yeah, <laughs> I'm looking forward to Darren G. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hmm. 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 <laughs> I'm not going to say anything. No. Has the Scottish guy not reached out to you for part two? Um, no, no, no. His loss. Yeah. Our game. <laughs> <laughs> so is it a war? <laughs> he started the war. I've not even launched an attack on him yet. I'm just yeah. defending myself. <laughs> We've got the goods on him. 
but we're Got not good. Yeah, yeah. So he's put out videos saying he's exposing me, blah 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 blah. I, I've got all of you know his history, his, 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 his conviction, and everything. Now we, we've got it ready to go. If he does launch another strike, he's launched two major strikes on me so far, and all I've done so far is had to put videos up just defending myself to protect my reputation from the harm he caused. Yeah, there's a lot of damage. Yeah, the first time when he had Darren G on, I lost. I was losing a hundred subscribers an hour, and I had to file a defamation lawsuit. But does, how does that work? Are you going to get anything back? How does it work? No, because neither of them have any money. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I just pissed in the wind with that one. About, <laughs> I know a bit about that. With, <laughs> I know a lot about that. <laughs> taking people to court. Yeah. And then, and then, There's only one winner. That's a legal system. Is, yeah. 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 And then, uh, yeah. We should never bothered. <laughs> but you know even even though we see the corruption the darkness it is for us to put meaning into our lives and see the good as well in the world and if we focus on the good especially in people it helps it come out and you're doing this positive thing you know mentoring and boot camping kids helping your buddies that you've left behind in prison all that positive focus that is creating good karma for you, better energy for you, and helping your life. And right also, you got now, the, the, right the massive accomplishment of having this beautiful family, the baby, and everything yeah. else. Yeah. You got you got to put all that above the negatives and just keep focusing on that. Do you have mental health problems? You know what I did, and that's why I took drugs. But going through, I had to go through what I went through to mature as a person, address my inner demons, and the therapist in prison actually put a framework in my head that I fall back onto this day with circuit breakers to prevent me going back to those behaviour patterns and having those thoughts. What about you, Jim? I've suffered with depression, anxiety. Um, yeah, had highs and lows. It's just learning about how to manage it, balance it. I don't know if I go with that one. Um, yes, there's just so many pills being handed out. Isn't I, there? I didn't go. I have never been medicated on it. No. Yeah. No, I, I went I, to doctors. They tried it. I, I remember I sat um, in my apartment at the time. I took it, and a few hours later, I just couldn't stop shaking. Yeah. So I tried it for a couple more days. And I thought this isn't me. So, but I've had a lot of therapy. A lot. That's better. Have you had yeah. lots of cuddles? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that works. Before yeah. Love. Yeah. Love. What about you? Do you feel love? Do you want a cuddle? <laughs> <laughs> Do, you want a, hey do you want a cuddle? Go on. I always love cuddles. I mean, I was cuddle puddles in Arizona on the ecstasy. <laughs> Vicks inhalers. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> I'll come. Oh, this is lovely. Oh. <laughs> Someone smells nice. Oh, Alex. <laughs> oh, kisses as well. <laughs> kisses as well. Oh, I didn't get a kiss, Alex. <laughs> Let's uh, oh, that was good for you. We all need a cuddle. We all need a cuddle now. You want everyone? We need a cuddle every day. Everyone needs a cuddle. I've got a little chihuahua called Lola, and she's. She gives me so much oxytocin every day by her oh. cuddles. She gets a bit jealous. She's got a little, but she was abused. 
mm. and we rescued her. So um, I didn't want her. I wanted a proper dog, not a bloody Chihuahua. Now she's not a Chihuahua; she's my daughter. <laughs> so she got a jealous when um, little Anastasia Pixie came along. So I have to give her super love. Oh. But the love licks. And it's good enough for Mickey Rourke. It's good enough for Alex Reed. Yeah, exactly. he loves his chihuahuas. <laughs> got any, any dogs? No, no. I had one till this year. So. And passed. Yes, unfortunately. But the, that's what the company's named after my oh. dog, Boomer and Jen. Boomer, <laughs> Boomer, Boomer, Boomerang, Boomer and Jen. Yeah, Boomer and Jen. Animals? I've got a fox, badgers, oh, for fuck's and sake. three three deer today. <laughs> this fox, it had a broken leg. And I googled that if you overfeed it, you got to overfeed it to save its life. So now I throw like whole chickens off my balcony. Why do you have You look like a madman. It says it's to save a, fo- a, bro- a fox with a broken leg's life. You've got to overfeed it. Why? That's what it says on Google. The thing is, Sean is a vegetarian, right? But he'll go all the way into it on his waitress shop weekly, buy a whole fucking chicken to chuck out the window to his little fox Raw. Yeah, yeah. It waits yeah. for me now every night. It's up there waiting for me. Yeah, you can see his little beady eyes. Me and my neighbour, my neighbour's like, you could probably feed it out your hand by now. I'm like, all right, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> the, the running one. We, we went all the way around, all the way up the hill. The fox, but it hid in the trees. It won't come out and, and like let me do it by hand. It would do if you keep Goals. trying. Keep, I'm going to keep trying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. You have it indoors, one, don't you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Guess what its name is? Foxy. <laughs> Foxy. It fucking is. <laughs> oh, God. Foxy. Oh, yeah, creative. <laughs> Foxy, Foxy. That's why I, I like li- about living here, you know, the nature and stuff. It's, it's nice. Mm. Yeah. I like Guildford. I think I might move to Guildford. You should. Do it. You should. They start Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy in Guildford. Oh, did they? Yeah, they came from Guildford. Also, you know the cathedral... That's where the Omen was filmed. I know. Did you know that? I know that, yes. Interesting fact. Yes. And the world's oldest synagogue is under the Waterstones in town. Really? Apparently so. Really? Mm. That's an interesting fact. My missus is a little bit Jewish. Send her off. Jewish. Yeah, well, (laughs) very Jewish. (laughs) Lovely. Yes. Mm. That made my daughter Jewish, doesn't it? Does it? I think it does. Yes. Is it like a half Jewish? Mixed. <laughs> no, no. Mixed. If the Mixed girl is, Jewish? if the mum is Jewish, then the then the children are Jewish. Oh, automatically. Yes. Yeah. Are you Jewish? Right. No, I just know a little. She knows a lot. Yes. Well, I say Jewish. We're more Jedi. Mm. <laughs> yes, we were talking about that earlier. <laughs> I think. Um, are you a religious person? No, no, not really. What do you think happens when we die? I'm very spiritual, so I do believe in. Sort of spirits, obviously. So what happens um, when the we afterlife. Die? Um, What's the afterlife? I'm not quite sure. I'm what not quite sold on all the theories yet. To be fair, I'm, I'm too strongly do strongly lean towards re- reincarnation. Right. Okay. So I'm why? definitely an ant. Why do we reincarnate? <laughs> why do we reincarnate? I have no idea. Do you think about this? I think uh, when I studied religions in prison. I had my own theory of reincarnation because my mum's Buddhist and she believes in reincarnation. So I think that if you go back and look at your grandparents, parents, 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 parents go all the way back, all the way back, all the way back to, to primordial soup or whatever with two little cells reproducing, we've got the DNA of all them in us and our DNA will continue in our offspring. We're passing it down. Nietzsche said we're a bridge for our genes. 
so we are human beings are this bridge the genes are getting passed along the bridge what do you believe about intelligent design about intelligent what design dna babies test you babies no 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 i mean about um that's basically supreme being god mm. we were designed we weren't not just big bang um an accident so you don't believe in the the monkey theory oh no no, no. not at all not at all I believe, um, yeah, I believe there was, they're, they're, and they're, they're proving that wrong now as well. The, the theory of evolution is, mm. by scientific standards, it doesn't make, doesn't add up. But I mean, and there's lots of people going to argue with me here, but I can show you all the, the evidence to support it now. It goes, there's, there's so much science now behind it to show that we've been intelligently interfered with and designed. There's the whole, I think I talked about this last time, the anarchy thing. Oh, yeah. David, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know. If, uh, does David talk about that? I'm sure he does. I've not, I've not read his books, but yeah. um, I should read his books. I've got them all. What do you think about the miracle of existence theory? I don't know that one. It's like I probably do, but I don't know the term. It's like your dad had like a trillion sperm in his balls. What's the chance of that one sperm, that one swimmer, meeting the yeah. egg, and then go back to? His dad, the chance of that happening, and then you are the infinite improbability of existence, which is a miracle. Is it a miracle? That's why I say it's intelligent design. It's beyond, you know, is it this light bulb? This, is, this, is this a miracle? How does this work? <laughs> what, the microphone? Yeah, is it a miracle? I think about it. What's it made up of? Jen's boots are a miracle. Exactly, they are. <laughs> oh, yeah. What are they made up of? My pink socks are a miracle. Ions, electrons, neutrons, all vibrating at a certain frequency. <laughs> They're all vibrating at a certain frequency, aren't they? Yes. Yeah, it's the same thing as this. Different molecular compounds. <laughs> same stuff. Same as us. But there's something more to us. Oh, we're going to go there again. I've, I told you about this last time. 21 grams. Mm. What happens when you die? Oh, yeah. Go on. You instantly weigh 21 grams lighter. I did not know that fact. Right. Why? You release all your gases and whatnot. You poo. Poo poo's a weed. No, not gas. Even if it was gas, well, instantly. Mm, water. We. I thought being the body is ninety percent water. If that got released, maybe. Yeah, that, I hear what you're saying. That, oh. that, but it's instant. That would take some time to come out. Is it your soul? Your soul is you twenty-one grams. What do you think? Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm just yeah. asking questions. I don't no, know no, no, the no. answers, but yeah, I, I think so. I think so. And having read lots of books on and studied it, and many, any expert by any means, but when they've got this book about 2,000 people have had um, near-death experiences, they've died and come back, and they've all said the same thing. Yeah, what's going on here? Near-death experiences. Have you done the ayahuasca? No, but I've had near-death experiences on drugs. <laughs> Have you? Have you? Oh, yeah, yeah. You come out. Oh, yeah, okay, when we talked about this yeah, last time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Have you had a near-death experience on you drugs? You know where we're going with this one. Yes, when I ended up in a coma. How was that? Ketamine. How much? Well, I drank six grams. You meant to cook it. I didn't. <laughs> Strength. <laughs> drank six grams. The viewers are learning a lot about Jen today. How can you drink six grams? And why did it you tastes drink? like fucking fuel. Why did you drink it then? <laughs> Um, did you just didn't I was realize? depressed. Yeah, did you do it? it you're, trying to, you're trying to kill yourself. Mm-hmm. And what happened? I came to and thought, what the fuck am I doing? Ran out of my house, ran down the road. I was found 
on a road in Western Supermare of all places. Um, foaming at the mouth by a couple, got shoved in the back of a police car. I fell into a coma. Three days later, woke up with Jesus my mum there. Christ. So uh, you you didn't knock you out straight away. You ran off. No, you went I, crazy. I can remember it. Well, I can remember it started to feel fuzzy and cloudy. And I thought, I've got to move. I will die in this house alone yep. if I do not fucking so move. So you, at that point, you actually wanted to live? Yeah. I you did thought, it. Fuck, why do I want to don't die now? Yeah. When you call, could you not call someone? You weren't really too, you were too I fucked. I couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. I didn't, yeah, it, couldn't function. I just fucked. knew how to run. Well, not run. It must have been more like a stumble yeah, yeah, down the yeah, range. Yeah. But yeah. Six grams. Six grams. How did you, what do you I don't know. It's, well, it's kept them in a pill, it's powder. powder. It's because you put it in the microwave to cook it and. Yes, my friend who I was staying with at the time, we were living together, she was dis- distributing it, shall I say. So she told me after it was six grams that I had consumed. So do, what, what, is, is, is it right? Is it a horse tranquilizer? It is. Yeah. So th- it gives you a high? It makes you, yeah. Trippy. Trippy and Was it like a, a so-called and... special case, cocaine and that's, that's cocaine and ketamine. And, and what the mix, you, you go high and low at the same time. Yeah, it kind of gets you on a mellow sort of high, I guess. But when you first take it, you can go into what's called a K-hole. Oh, they're awful. You see all sorts. You're like curled up in a ball on I the floor. I've, I always felt like I was in a computer game, like a really old school <laughs> pixelated computer game. When I don't know. Have you seen the island with um, Leonardo DiCaprio when yes, he goes it was mad? A, and he's it was like that. That is exactly what it's like. Yeah. 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 So. so tell me, you, you, when you you had near death experiences on drugs, yeah, yeah. Did you did you did you have any epiphanies? I just um, went some strange places and heard voices, and I was so drugged up all the time. At that point in time, I wasn't having. It wasn't really a learning thing for me. It was more just a mental thing. Mm. I was just balls to the wall, just getting so high. I was like pushing myself in a death. How old were you when you stopped doing this? Thing? So SWAT team came and I was 32, 33 around then, I think. 32. Yeah. And that's when you stopped doing it. Yeah, stopped. 32. That was your epiphany. Mm. That was my so way. So you're partying now. Is there anywhere with um, there was drugs around? You had no. I'm sure you've been around that. Oh, yeah. I mean, people were trying to shove it up my nose when I got back to my hometown. They were like, yeah, yeah I heard about your drug story. Have some, co- have some cocaine. I need to, no interest. No interest. Because I saw the horror of what drug use leads so what, to in what the jail. Did, how do you get the not the no interest? Is it like... Mm. Six years in Arizona jail, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it? it, I, it I, I took drugs it, as an anxious teenager because I had social anxiety. Yeah. Almost got beat to death by some drunks. But then once I got on ecstasy i was party animal wouldn't stop partying all weekend long i did that until the swat team came so my therapist said if you've got an anxiety you have to confront it head on so it's like an invisible hand put me in a pra- a place where there was m- hundreds of fellas some of whom were maniacs i'm sober so for six years i'm living with people confronting my social anxiety so once i get out of prison the world seems like a safe place. I still have some anxiety, but nowhere near what I had when I was taking all those drugs. So, prison was the blessing in disguise. Absolutely saved my life. Yes. It became like the education opportunity of a lifetime. And I bet you were scared shitless. I- terrified. Yeah. And there's some scary stuff For happened. days, my heart was going so fast, I couldn't sleep. Ah. Yeah. First couple of nights, I could feel it just going against the mattress. 
Like, you know, if you hold a little yeah, yeah, animal yeah. in your hand. Yeah. But word spread that Wild Man was in there with me. And things were okay, relatively okay for a while. I mean, how was he proper? And I want to mess with him. Oh, yeah. He was a maniac. Total maniac. He would just. What sort of things? He would just, like, run around. I'll give you a story, right? I'll give you a story. He's a pleasant guy, though. I mean, if you didn't mess with him, or was he yeah. le- le- He said he had red dots from a teenager. He had red dots in his head, tell him to hurt people. He picked Did up. Did you a sp- do the psychopath test and it came out pretty fucking high? I, I just knew, yeah. <laughs> he picked up a school teacher and put him in a bin. So then the school had him outside raking leaves with the caretaker. The teachers were so scared of him. But I'll give you a prison story, right? So <clears throat> he's been deported multiple times, being a menace to society. But when we all finally get arrested together, I think there was 13 co-defendants in the original arrest because there's groups of them that they arrest in groups later on, making over 100. We get to the jail and our women get out of the van first, all the women co-defendants. So all the new arrestees are lined up outside this rough-ass jail in Arizona. People who've been tased, people who've been in fights with cops, people who were drunk, people who were homeless, people who were high, gangbangers, you name it, all men. And they see these women then getting off this van. And they're just, all the, all the hustle and bustle stops and they're all stirring. And then they start sh- yelling things like, get your tits out and blah, 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 and harassing the women. And you can see the women like getting their heads down, looking a bit fucking aggrieved. Wild Woman was one of the ones who gets out last. She's pretty tough. But the other women were like suffering from all this abuse. Now, Wild Man, whenever he's going to do something, his eyebrow goes, Nyeh. so it goes from horizontal to vertical. So I see his eyebrow go up. He's watching this outside. His woman, wild woman, is getting heckled by all these men. And his eyebrow just goes... <laughs> so now at this point in time, right, just, just, just to imagine what he looks like, he's been up for days on crack and crystal meth. He's not eating. His eyes are just red. He looks like the devil. He's got this long hair and a, a Viking's beard. He's six foot two. When he died, he was 29 stone. He, the meth had reduced his weight, but he's still massive shoulders out here. He's got the physique of a burr, not a bodybuilder, of a burr, big belly and just like these big shoulders. So the guard says, you get out. We're all supposed to just, you know, just jump out the van. So wild man slowly just stands at the top of the steps of the van, looks at all of the prisoners yelling at the, at the women and goes, hey, you lot fucking yelling at my woman right there they're all with me i'll have every fucking one of yous when i get inside we're all going to be inside together in those cells in the horseshoe for fucking days when you we get through this processing center i fucking any one of you and they all just completely shut up and that's what he was like all the time wherever we went he had no fear whatsoever You had no fear whatsoever. I was in a biker bar with him once. Yeah, we're arguing back with him. So no, fuck no. off, you know. They were fucking scared of him. I was in a biker bar once, shooting pool, and a giant comes in. Not quite as big as Andre the Giant, but a big motherfucker. Wild man's eyebrow goes up. I'm like, Peter, don't do anything. <laughs> fucking hell, man. He walks up to the giant, grabs his hand. My name's Peter. The giant grabs his hand says his name and wild man won't let go of his hand and he looks up at him and goes I, if I were you I'd be in the circus you fucking freak <laughs> she wanted to fight him because this guy was massive and the giant goes 
What did you just say? <laughs> Wildman's like, I mean, this guy's got the chin and everything. Wildman's like, you heard me, I'd be in the circus. And at that point, Wildman had been up for a week, at least a week on crystal meth and crack. Eyes blood red, looks like the devil. Giant back down, made friends with him, took us outside, showed us his car. He had a special seat in the back of his car because he was so tall. <laughs> Gave us his number, said he would, he would go deck collecting with Wildman. <laughs> <laughs> He didn't. He had no fear, and people could could tell wherever there was danger, people kicking off. I would want to go the opposite way. Wildman would go to it, to the danger. He loved it. He loved it. Turned him on. Take him on. And he was bang on crystal all the time. On crystal and 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 uh, crack, unlimited amounts, just smoking it. And he would go on walks for days on Is that end. What killed him. We go. It contributed. We go on walks for days on end. He'd go on walks for days on end, and we wouldn't even know where he'd been. He'd come back days later with all his shoes broken over. This is the snoring desert. Multiple times he went on walks on crack and crystal meth and was hospitalised. We have to we have, start walking. We have to get him out of the hospital. They had to put a stent in his heart when he got arrested because they did checks on his heart because of all because the damage from that. Yeah. yeah. How did that send it? What was he like if he wasn't on that stuff? He was still, he was still fucking la- la- larger than life, larger than life. All interviews with Sean before he died. He was larger than life. Yeah. They told us when he was on the run and we had to hide him in Mexico, all my mates, people in the underworld, criminals, Mexican mafia said, if wild man behaves like he's behaving in Arizona and Mexico, the Mexicans will kill him. The house he was put in was blown up right away, but it was him and his missus having a fight. When I went down there, they, they, he was getting run around in, in military jeeps by the Mexicans. They called him El Oso de Burr because of his fighting style. What was his fighting style? It just knocked people out very rapidly and then... Like a burr. Punching? Left punch, left hand. Left hand. Yeah, the yeah. right ever? He'd, he'd trick him with his right and boom. <laughs> right. Yeah. Kicks? No. Butts, well, he was flexible when he was in his 20s. He could put his he could put his foot over his head. Really? What? Yeah, yeah. Well, one could oh, do that he's... when he's in his 20s. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. He was, was just, a, he was just a... What's the most you've seen him fight? In terms of what? Men. Uh, the amount of men? Yeah, yeah, in one go. Um, we take on more than one at a time. Let me see. He has done, yeah. I've got to be careful what I say. Has, been, has he been stabbed? Has he been stabbed? Must have been stabbed. Oh, yeah, he had loads of stab marks all over him. Yeah, he, by his missus as well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm eating her soon, aren't I? His, his, oh, my. his fists were twice as big as mine, and they were just human teeth marks all over both of them. In fact, one, at one point, one guy who was double dipping, he was tr- going through us and Sammy the Bull. He worked for us originally. He ripped off one of our customers. Wildman ended up with his to- tooth so deeply embedded between two knuckles, he couldn't get it out. And he hates going to hospitals. So he goes to the hospital. The nurse gets it out and she goes, as soon as it got out, he's like, right, I want, I'm, I'm leaving now. She goes, no, I've got to st- stitch you up. And he's like, I'll do that. He just goes home. He goes home, gets fishing wire and, and, st- and stitched it up himself. Oh. Wild. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no fear. No fear. I saw him go up to major people. How's his health? Um, if, his it health wasn't for, if it wasn't yeah. for the drugs. It's sad because when he got out, he was um, like, when we did up, he was co hosting all these podcasts in Liverpool. But when he had me drop him off, we'd stop at Bargain Booze and he'd get litres and litres and litres and litres of cider. 
So he was down from all the heavy drugs he was doing in America. He was down from just smoking a bit of weed, but drinking cider every day. That's gut rot. Yeah, and he's he started to leak fluid through his legs. We'd be in podcasts, right? But he was taking the piss. He was saying, "It's it's um, I'm going to get it bottled and bless people. It'll be wild man water." (laughs) (laughs) And he said he didn't want to go to hospital because it was the 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 old people needed the beds, the pandemic, and all this shit. So he was a warrior right to the end, and um. And then he just got rushed to hospital for multiple organ failure. That, oh, was, that was it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That's sad. Yeah. How yeah. was his missus? So his missus, um, she arranged a really um, beautiful funeral. Yeah. It even went past um, Pex Hill, where as kids we used to go up there and there was a tree we sat on called a thinking tree. And I would tell him, I'm going to go America, be a millionaire in the stock market and fly you guys home. And that's what he eventually did. So as soon as we saw the funeral car, though, me and his cousin, Ham, we just started crying our eyes out. Then we calmed ourselves. But once it, the procession went past Pexel, we were crying our eyes out again. We were gutted. But you know what? I was so sad leading up to that. And um, after we got that out of our system, I felt his strength enter me. And the weird thing was, the podcast wall was kicking off big time. And after Wildman's funeral, Darren G turned on all the people who tried to get him to attack me right at that time, simultaneously. And every all everything fell apart for all the people who were attacking me and I was I was crediting Wildman, protecting me from above with that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not from above. <laughs> right here now. Yeah. So I totally, sit. totally. So I sit with dad. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Little Pixie. Little Anastasia, she looks up and she's always smiling like we're here and she's looking over there and smiling at people. Yeah. Like, What's going on? She's got something there. She's definitely seen it talking to someone. And we'd be told it's her grandma who's in heaven. Oh, and my mum. Yeah. And who's still here, but not here. Mm-hmm. In two worlds. Yeah. That's it. The energy of them and the spirit of them enters you, doesn't it? And you, you, I kind of feel like my personality changed a bit after Wild Man's funeral. He like, gave me this strength. Yeah. Have you had people pass? Yeah. That you that you feel are around? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Guys, mm. I'm going to have to bid you adieu. Oh, man, you've well, been such a, you so do, generous yeah. with your time. <laughs> Thank you. you. What is the time? We've done about three hours, I think. Wow, blimey. Yeah, yeah. So, we've got quite a few oh, here. Oh, look at that blue. I know. So Link in the description box. Oh, nice. Jens. Oh, I like that. The one you Organic liked. Cotton Clothing Company. We have a blue, oh, that's nice. the two T-shirts. You did say just the grey, but I threw in a black. Oh, thank you. That's so well. lovely. And a nice blue hoodie. Just, just that's like, sells me back in prison. <laughs> <laughs> I don't exactly, think they're roll sleeves there. That's exactly <laughs> um, Yeah. Oh, no, we didn't have roll sleeves. No. Oh, thank you. That's very kind of you. Very no lovely. problem at all. Thank you for coming on. That smells nice. Look, the blue brings out his eyes. My nicely blue eye. Well, I like. I enjoyed that, <laughs> guys. Thank you very much. No problem. Yeah, yeah, you're right, welcome. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna get more cuddles. Mmm, cuddles. So the people watching this, let us know in the description box what you thought. Huge thank you to Joe. Huge thanks to Joe and James for coming out filming today. Oh, All of Alex's pleasure. links will be in the description box. YouTube. He's got a YouTube channel. Please subscribe to his channel. Hope he comes back soon. We love this guy. Thank you so much, brother. Fellow spiritual warrior, appreciate it. Man, it's your hands. I know I'm getting bigger. No, I'm getting bigger. It's it's getting bigger. <laughs>
getting bigger. Ready for these podcast war motherfuckers. <laughs> Thank you guys. Thank you. See you later, kids. Yeah. Okay. Just ran through the countryside in the dark with my personal trainer barking like animals in the pitch black and this is what I look like now <sighs> but it was fun I'll wake up feeling great tomorrow bye here at Boomer and Jen we offer a wide range of organic or recycled clothing we all know our planet is important we only have this one so it's vital that we all work together to slow down and reverse the changes to the environment. Whilst we all know that big industry are having a significant effect on pollution, here at Boomer and Gen, we believe that if we all make small changes, we can do our part. Fast fashion causes detrimental effects to the planet. Not only is nearly 20% of global wastewater produced by the fast fashion industry, but there is a considerable amount of fast fashion ending up in landfill. So let's move away from fast fashion items that are only worn once or twice and start wearing extremely comfortable, durable and environmentally friendly clothing and ethical jewellery. Boomer and Jen was founded in a quiet town in Devon in 2018. It has now gone from strength to strength as the world is becoming more aware of the current climate situation, helping our customers to buy sustainable, quality clothing. All of our products are fair trade and registered with the Global Organic Textiles Standard Association. Check us out on organiccottonclothing.co.uk